0: Hey guys, this is Ralph Macchio. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zapka.
1: You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter,
2: and I am Brianna,
1: and we are here for a special bonus episode. We are going to recap our Atlanta takeover.
2: Um, Not, yeah, uh,
1: Atlanta visit.
2: <laughs> we 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 took it on. We survived. Um, for the most I don't part, know if we it, it, for the most part, I'm still. My shoulder is still killing me from carrying that bag for four days, but you know.
1: What are you going to do? I'm old. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. I'm old. Be quiet. So. No. Uh, <laughs> so, for those that don't know, you know, maybe you don't follow us on the social medias. Maybe you're not in our group. Uh, Brianna, you and I and Amy S. We uh, went to Atlanta um, pretty crazy. Uh, we. Got to visit the studio. We'll call it studio. Uh, we also attended Dragon Con some more than one day. And also we had a very successful companion meetup with, uh, some of the Atlanta local actors, uh, from the show. And, uh, we got to meet the moms, extended family and so forth.
2: It, it was incredibly crazy. It was incredibly. Last minute, um, because our boys did not announce that they were going to be there until what two weeks before,
1: uh, three the, weeks before, uh, the, about three weeks, yeah.
2: Uh, cause like the day after they announced is when, um, my husband got very sick and I was not a, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to go at all. Right. Um, so everything was thrown together. The meetup was spectacularly successfully thrown together, but we didn't really know where we were going until what the day before we all got on our planes. Some of us for the first time ever.
1: That's right. Congratulations on your very first flight to go see the other three.
2: Yes. Yes. The other big three, one specifically one that I was willing to get on an airplane for, but the other two are okay too.
1: (laughs) And, uh, it was my, well, I think you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but it was also our first time using Uber. It was. Have you used it before?
2: I have never been in an Uber in my life. The town that I live in is so small. We don't have it. Um, we, we have one taxi in this town it's a minivan with a sticker stuck on the side and we've only had it for like two years
1: yeah yeah so, so little little bit. I, I had to learn right right That that's crazy but um i had never used an uber until that very morning uh my son was actually supposed to spend the night and take me to the airport well as late teens do possibly they slept in um, and I could not get a hold of anyone to take me to the airport at four in the morning. So I had to take an Uber for the very first time. Uh, but, but it all worked out. And kind of to, you know, to add to what you were saying, we were still ironing out details until like the last minute.
2: Yes, absolutely. And then as far as rides to the airport go, um, my 30 year old foster son and 20 year old son are the ones that took me and they took me in my car. And I was so uh, crazy excited about everything and, and nervous and terrified and oh my god, I'm going to die in a fiery bloody crash and all of this. Um I didn't bother to check the gas tank and they kind of ran out of gas 15 minutes after they got out of St. Louis. But thankfully, the 30 year old had cigarette money in his pocket and he put 10 bucks in and got them home. Um, I actually landed in Atlanta before they got home because they ran out of gas. I'm a horrible mother.
1: No, no. I mean, and I I guess like what we found out from that weekend, if you don't have enough time to plan for things, things are going to mess up.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes, things are going to go awry very quickly. Very Um, quickly.
1: uh, Even my lodging situation got situated uh, also last minute. You know, uh, I mentioned to you beforehand that I was even, you know, okay with like pretending to be too drunk and just go hang out in a lobby overnight and just say, I don't know where my room is, <laughs> you know, something right. like that. So look, right. I did to do that. The,
2: the Atlanta mission ended up being, I think, two blocks from the hotel Amy and I were at. So that, you know, would have also been an option, probably not the best option, but um, I'm really glad you had a bed. Yes. Because um, Amy and I were both very stringently, no, you are not going to hang out on the street like some... <laughs> You know, a serial demented serial killers next victim or something. No, um, yeah. So I was very glad you found somewhere to sleep.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I guess before we kind of like dive into that weekend, uh, a few things I, I feel is kind of worth putting out there. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I, I want to thank uh, John, Josh, and Hayden for even allow us. You know, uh, allowing us to to come visit uh, the, the studio. Um, And Hayden for, you know, drawing the short straw and giving us a tour uh, because the other two were out of town.
2: All the thanks in the world. Um, Never in my wildest dreams imagined that we would get to do that.
1: Yeah. There's no words that we can say to show our appreciation for um, for doing that for us. Uh, But thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. Uh, and secondly, for our listeners, uh, we have no ties to the show whatsoever. Um, closest thing is probably the Cobra Kai. That's part of the podcast name, but we were not invited down there by the creators, by Sony, by anything, not counterbalance. And we, we won a sweepstake. How about that? We won (laughs) a secret. Yeah. A secret sweepstake. And you didn't hear about it because it's a secret. I mean, if everybody knew, then everyone would be able to go.
2: They are absolutely not flying us all over the country to interview people and record things and paying all our expenses, though that would be very, very nice. It would be. Um, Absolutely not happening. That's not happening. (laughs) And
1: with this special sweepstake, I was able to take a plus two and I grabbed two of, you know, some major contributors to the podcast. So you know, you and Amy. Yes, and Amy was driving us. So you know that just made sense.
2: <laughs> right, right. I mean, what, uh, if they had said no to Amy, you and I kind of would have been stuck there sleeping at the studio, and that probably would have been frowned on. So
1: it, that would have been fun, but I mean, we did we did discuss an alternative if Amy wasn't able to go, but that probably would have ended us getting banned and kicked out too. So
2: most likely, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I think. I think that's it, right? In terms of disclaimers or anything, I guess, kind of just caveats to throw out. Um, because they, you know, what I gotta say, I cannot even imagine what uh, the moms, the actors, the creators, you know, go through on social media with the fandom. Um, you know, we, you and I, Amy, we visited you know Atlanta Dragon Con and you know we took all these amazing photos with cast members and and you know the studio and stuff and we're getting like people left and right that are hitting us up you know trying to figure out how they can get down there themselves
2: right and it's um a lot of oh well how do i get there and i want to get there and oh the, the big thing with me is people asking me for information first of all if i have it i can't give it and second of all um i don't know Right. Uh, Like asking questions that uh, no one short of the big three would know. Definitely not me. I have no clue.
1: Honestly, like um, I don't even know what the studio is called. I mean, I was in the back seat, right? I don't uh, either.
2: And I don't know where we were. I don't know. I like, I'm not from Atlanta. I don't know the address. Stop asking me because I don't know. I don't know the name of the place. It was just, there um yeah. and yeah
1: and you know it's it's not a theme park I, I don't get the impression that anybody can just like show up you know i mean we did go through a pretty extensive um uh, search you know they looked in everything of ours you know at the at the gate uh, i think they wand us a few times they checked <laughs> the car you know for for anything suspicious um Yeah, they they, you know it was just like TSA, but at the gate, so pretty high security. I would say it very difficult to get in.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm on board with all of that you just said. So, let's go.
1: All right. Uh, So Friday, you know, we arrived uh, at the Atlanta airport. Uh, Amy, s you know, she picked us up, took us to the studio where uh, we were greeted by Hayden. Um, Hayden gave us directions and and how to get there and all that good stuff. Um, when we arrived, and we were kind of making sure that we had everything on us, made sure we had our phones, uh, anything necessary, uh, you know, for for this visit. And I think I was the first to kind of see something off in the distance, and I saw just the the color because it's very distinct, and I saw. Yes. Miyagi's house from afar on the other side of the parking lot and I pointed out to you guys and we were just in awe we had no words I mean the words that we had we I mean we could say but it's a little vulgar
2: (laughs) right right it's a good thing that you're marked as adult anyway having me on this show Um, because you know F-bomb is my favorite word and I think I said probably six or seven thousand of them
1: that sounds about right yeah when I looked up
2: and saw that yeah
1: yeah. So, I mean, we didn't know whether to run there first and get kicked out or, you know, actually go <laughs> see Hayden as as we had planned. Um, but, uh yeah, it, it wasn't too hard. Hayden gave us uh, some very specific uh, instructions on where to go, what level and stuff. So we took the elevator up and, you know, I've never been to a studio before at all. So I, I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, we didn't see anything immediately, but, you know, it's just any just office you, you would imagine, uh, like you would imagine. And, you know, like what you'd see on TV, I felt like as I was walking that I was actually watching a, uh, kind of a one of those cameras, you know, that's following like the lead on a show as they're maneuvering around an office. So that's, that's kind of how it felt. Cause I was looking at everything.
2: Uh, uh, one of the things that impressed me the most about you was we had barely made it through the front door. We weren't even to the elevator yet, and you had already found someone that you knew.
1: Yeah, yeah, through uh, social media. I, I don't know if she'd be okay with me throwing her handle out, but uh, her name's Tiffany, and she uh, works in the sound department. I, I don't know if that's uh, the thing, but, I mean, I, again, I don't want to reveal her name, but I know uh, she mics up the actors and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, you're right. I Actually, know I, I think that's... When we were already with Hayden, I feel.
2: No, it was before we got on the elevator. Was it
0: because
1: really? Because then you
2: were like, "Yeah, it was." As soon as we walked through the front door, oh, okay. because then you were like, "Oh, we have to go upstairs and see Hayden now." And we went around the corner and got in the elevator. So, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. she was just walking by. It's somebody that you know. Uh, again, she she mics up the the actors, and um I recognized her from you know her Instagram account, and I just pointed at her and said, Hey, you're such and such. And she said, Yes. <laughs> and I explained who I was, obviously, you know, if, if you don't really look through our Instagram account, most people probably don't know what I look like. Uh, so I had to do a lot of that, you know, explaining who I was and stuff. And and she knew, you know, she's familiar with the account and, and stuff. So that was awesome. And, you know, I told her I'd love to speak to her sometime, too. So hopefully that comes through and, and see, you know, uh, hear from her what she does uh, on the show.
2: Oh, yeah, that'd be great. A little bit more of the technical background on things. Oh,
1: yeah. I, I love that stuff. And uh, I would imagine our uh, listeners do as well, uh, you know, with these interviews, just hearing more behind the scene things. Uh, so we take the elevator up and, um, you know, there's there's uh, some people working at a couple desks up front. You know, there was a few people there we're, we said we're here to see Hayden. He gets uh, buzzed in and then, uh, you know, he comes, you know, on his high horse. Right. You know, and he's like, hello,
2: as, as he's walking up the hallway, but be, be, um, toward us and I look up and I see him coming. I held my arm out in front of Amy and I didn't have to say a word. She reached <laughs> out and pinched me. And it's like, OK, this is real. I, I still have the bruise from it. So, you know, this is really happening.
1: Yeah. And and we kind of discussed this beforehand, too. You know, I, I asked you guys, like, should I just go in for a hug? Should I do a handshake? What, what's up? And I, I I think we all agreed that it was probably best that I kind of come at him and then ask him like, Hey, are we hugging? Are we handshaking? And you know, I, I got, I got my l- little, you know, side hug. That was uh, very nice.
2: Right. Right. The hugs were, were, um, very nice, unexpected, but very friendly right off the bat.
1: Oh, everybody was friendly. Let's throw that out there. We, we got all types of hugs Absolutely. from everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's like, um, if you're here, you belong here
1: yeah kind of yeah thing. It just, we, we it felt, felt we felt welcomed we felt very, welcomed for sure
2: which was something that i in particular was afraid of because i still kind of half think hayden hates me half the time so
1: oh gosh you know i'm gonna pretend you didn't say that okay. uh but, but anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what caught uh caught me by surprise so you know we were walking with hayden and we go into what i'm assuming is the big three's office um and you know, there's a, a few desks there, and pretty pretty big office, and you know, some couches, what have you. And Hayden just wanted to get know uh, get to know more about us, uh, which I was not expecting at all.
2: Yeah, um, and and it was he's like, okay, I know you're into the show. What got me was he said he wanted to know us as people, which uh, no one ever wants to know me as a person, because oh, me as oh. a person is even more boring than me as a fan. Oh. Um. <sighs> But it was awesome.
1: Yes. Yes. That I'll agree with. I'm not rolling my eyes at that part. Yes. It was awesome. Um, again, just not, I, I didn't know what to expect to, to be quite honest with you. So, uh, it, it was nice sitting down. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I, f- I felt comfortable. You know, he offered us refreshments. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you guys got a couple of bottles of, of water. I asked for mm-hmm. a cola. And uh, he said he was going to charge me for that, right? Like I don't know if he gave a dollar amount, but I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. And if he wasn't joking, Hayden, I'll I'll send you that or Apple Apple Pay, whatever. Um, right. But uh, yeah, he, he I I feel like he probably got a pretty good sense, um, like where I was coming from in terms of the fandom of Karate Kid and such. Uh, I did feel that uh, those questions were more about you two. You know, were you a, a Daniel girl? Were you a Johnny girl? you know things like that and what was surprising to me was that they've been a big fan of Billy Zabka from the very get-go you know just because of like i guess the typecasting you know they um he had a reputation with the big 3
2: right and they had tried to get him before for other projects and he had turned them down um which i thought was really surprising and then when they got him for Hot Tub Time Machine then everything Started rolling from there. Um, it, yeah. The, the, the thing that got me, first of all, d- these three, I come from d- decades in, decades in fandom. And, um, it, the rule is always you don't talk to the show people. You don't tag the show people. You don't try to get their attention, right? Because fandom and the show are separate. And they're not supposed to meet. And coming from Star Trek and Star Wars and, um, Stargate, um, Paramount and, and, um, MGM have a slight track record of like suing their fans for doing the stuff that I do, like making the videos and writing fanfic and, and stuff like this. Uh, fan art is below the radar. Uh, videos are below the radar. You don't talk to the show people. Um These three seek us out. And Hayden sitting there wanting to know us not just as fans, but as people. I think they would be that way with any fan that they were sitting with. Yeah, And it's kind of scary because I'm still leery of the powers that be just because I have spent so many years watching them sue people like me. But these three, uh, they the the whole the, the whole fourth wall it doesn't exist. They don't want that barrier between us. They come looking for us,
1: right? And and when you say us, it's the proverbial us, right? It's it's the yes, fans. the the yeah. entire yeah. fandom. Yeah. I, I don't want, want you to didn't know think what the that entire we're about us. fandom yeah. thinks.
2: Yes. They want to know what the entire fandom is doing and making and they want to know that we love what they're producing they're not sitting up in their offices going you will love what we give you or else like some of the others do they actually want to know what we think and all of us all of us
1: yeah it it was you know it was very informal uh again Hayden was very friendly uh the top, top dog what was it that he wanted us to call him right is that
2: that he that he he yeah he he said he the is top dog he's of the, the, the big three the biggest of the big three right right basically that's, that's, yeah. he's the one he's the one who's really in charge he makes all the decisions
1: that's correct yes so that's that's what he said and so'll we'll, we'll call him that I guess until told otherwise so yes <laughs> so uh anyway he's
2: the only one we've met we have to take him at his word we have no idea what Josh and her and her wits think yeah so there we go
1: the entire time in the office and, and talking with Hayden, I, I felt it was very much like, um, you know, it, it was kind of like an interview back and forth, you know, get to know me more, get to know you more. Uh, obviously, this would have been a big no-no, but I think it would have been cool. Like if it was a, uh, you know, kind of like an, like a video interview, you know, like, a... Even like the visit with the sets, it, it was something kind of like you'd, something you'd see on MTV Cribs, you know, like I was still kind of like doing my hosting thing, asking him questions and, and, you know, he him doing the same. So vice versa. Um, but with from your observations, what, what else did you I don't know, what, what did you observe between him and I?
2: Oh, you were you were on the entire time. Um, Amy was her absolutely 100% charming, adorable little pocket-sized human self, which <laughs> everybody, e- yeah, everybody just completely falls in love with Amy the first time they meet her. Um, I was uh, looking for a plant to hide behind. Um, and you were just like, I am here. I am in charge. I am the star. And you were fantastic.
1: Thank you, but um, I, I wouldn't say in charge. Like, I mean, i <laughs> we I'm definitely there me for and, Amy. Purpose, <laughs> and I was going to take full advantage uh, of what I can, you know, um, yeah, I, I'm all about using my time wisely, basically.
2: Right, where, you know, you had the courage when we first got there to hand Hayden the poster that you had brought for him. I have zero courage for that kind of thing, so I give you the poster I brought to give Hayden. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, but I, I loved it. I loved the, the whole, the questions that you asked him and then he answered and then he asked us and, and we answered and, you know, he, he asked me first, he was like, so what brought you into the show? You know, are you here for Macho? Are you here for, you know, what brought you into the movie and all of this? And I'm like, well. I'm obviously a Ralph Macchio fan. I'm a huge one, but I was a Daniel fan first. It, it, I know a lot of people and I'm the right age. Like I remember watching Eight is Enough when he was on there, but I was young. I was like seven, eight years old when he was on Eight is Enough. So I was much more about Nicholas than I was about Jeremy. I, I was an idiot when I was seven or eight years old. Okay. Um,
0: I, I I don't know what the show is, but
2: (laughs) eight is enough. Oh man. It was huge. It was huge in the, in the late seventies. It was everybody's, you know, the, the shows that we always watch little house on the prairie eight is enough. The Waltons, um, it was in there and he was on the last season and I remember him being on there. And I remember a lot of the TV movies that he did in the early eighties. um, but I would, like I said, I was young, so I was not, you know, completely aware of the wonder that is Machio yet. But then when I got to The Karate Kid, I was a Daniel fan and I got into being a Ralph fan through Daniel. Just because I have this huge crush on Daniel, a bigger mm-hmm. crush on the character than I do on the man who plays him. And right. I will admit that wholeheartedly. I have this enormous crush on a, an, on, you know, a fictional character. And then Amy was just like, no, it's Billy. Yeah. It's always been Billy. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> uh, she's like he,
2: right. She's like, you know, it, I, 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 he was on all these crappy movies on HBO in the late 80s, early 90s. And I watched them all and, you know, I was a huge fan. So, yeah. yeah. And then they knew you were much more back to the future than you were Karate kids, So they were cu- he was curious about the transition between those two.
1: Yeah, and that's actually something I learned from Hayden, too. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he mentioned that he was also more Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the that, Karate that Kid was, was
2: always something he enjoyed, but he was much more about the Back to the Future thing.
1: Right. Yeah, so that, that was a surprise to me because, you know, like, Hayden's not as active uh, as John on on Twitter. So, you know, that I didn't know about him. Um, one of the other things, uh, like, on our way, I guess, to the Big Three's off, is that we actually met one of the writers, uh, Michael Smith.
2: Yes, yes, who wrote my favorite episode of season two?
1: which is pulpo episode nine season two yes. so we get to meet him I uh as we walked by his office, I recognized him immediately from also his Instagram um and he was actually uh, I believe he was finishing up a, a script from season three.
2: Are we allowed to say what episode number he was writing?
1: I mean I, I I don't I don't think that spoils anything you know, just saying who uh writes it It wasn't for one of the episodes.
2: The one he was finishing as we were in the office. Oh, nine. Nine again. I'm yep. so excited.
1: Yeah. So, because I remember asking him, I was like, "Oh, you get you got the uh, penultimate episode." So, yes, um, I, I a four sticks in my head for some reason. So, uh, but yes, nine. He he wrote in the upcoming season three. So that was cool. Uh, we also met the assistant Bob uh, to the Big Three.
2: Uh, not to be confused with the punching dummy
1: Bob. I mean, he could have been a previous assistant. I don't know how helpful he was, but but yes, not to be confused. this this one's a, a real bob,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? This one's a real person
1: so that 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 was also one of the cool things too walking through that office was you know just recognizing some some faces from social media.
2: You recognize faces from social media. I'm a schlub
1: well you, you you're not really on Instagram. that's the thing. like I, I follow accounts that you don't follow that's that's different.
2: right, and I don't get Instagram.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll get you trained one day. Okay. all right, so we start our tour and um, we I'm, I'm trying to see I don't think we really ran into anything yet, but I mean it's a huge warehouse. It's a big lot um, you know I'm just trying to be careful what I say because obviously I don't want to give anything away. but uh why don't you talk about the the first place we visited?
2: The first location that we visited. Was the
0: school.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm a mom and I have walked into hundreds of schools in my life, right? So I'm like, okay, it's a school, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be a big deal. Um, And then Hayden opened the door and we stepped in and I don't know how it felt for you, but for me, it was just like, I just walked into the show.
0: Right. Quite literally. Because
2: we're here. And this is real. And this is a real place. And oh, my God, there's the railing that Robbie jumped over. And oh, my God, there's the stairs where Miguel fell. And there's the doors that they, you know, burst through when they brought the fight into the the lobby. And there's the hallway. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's real. And it's here. And I'm in it. And yeah, it was incredible.
1: And my first instinct was to go take a picture laying on the stairs.
2: Your head was facing the wrong direction. I apologize. Yeah,
1: it's it's all right. We were all trying to figure it out. I I don't know why neither of us like uh, (laughs) you know opened up the Googles to to (laughs) to look at it because like I thought about that. I was like, well, what should I do? Should I uh, you know mirror my image? But then my shirt would be backwards. But yeah, I'm I'm facing the wrong way, but that's fine. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, I, I'm a dad. I've gone to, you know, a lot of schools as well uh, with my kids and, and such. But um, I have been to a, f- a couple other locations uh, in my life where it was just left me speechless, where I just couldn't find the right words. Uh, I. Visited the, the McFly home in California. I went to the mall, the famous mall where Doc reveals the DeLorean for the very first time. Those were all cool, but I also went to those locations like 30 plus years after the movie. Mm -hmm. Season two just came out a few months ago and here we are in the school. You know what I mean? So for me, it was like, I, just like you, I, I, you know, I had chills. You know, they're, uh, they're not shooting anything, right? So it's not as well lit as you would see, um, like, on the show. But it's it's still the school. And but. you couldn't help but look at the posters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we uh, we also got to go see some of the lockers, you know, uh-huh. and...
2: The cafeteria.
1: I just wanted to uh, touch everything, you know? Yeah. I wanted, oh, gosh. I wanted to get... Yeah, if there was a tray, like we didn't see the cafeteria, but if there was a tray in the cafeteria, I would oppose like Miguel at the, you know, at the uh, end of episode five in season one. Right, we walked
2: past the cafeteria. We didn't go. Is that what it was? Okay, yeah, we walked past it.
0: Oh
1: dang!
2: Um, um, but uh, in in the lobby, I was like, I reached out to touch the rail, and then I pulled my hand back, and I'm like, no, because I'm going to put my hand through it. It's this isn't real. This isn't real.
0: Oh, right. and, L- and, like a and, hologram,
2: right? And then, well, or like it was a dream, you know. When you're when you're you're dreaming, and you reach out and you put your hand through something, and that's how you know you're dreaming, right? Um, that's kind of what I was afraid was going to happen. Yeah, it's really I, bizarre. My brain is a is a is a really weird place, um, right? But I just walked into my favorite TV show.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. and
2: I'm here, and it's real, and yeah it was just really kind of hard to to do de- and then i at one point i did walk up and actually put my hand on the 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 big pillar by the stairs and it's like oh my god this
1: is real <laughs>
2: this is this is really here and i am really here and yeah
1: yeah it it, it was you know also i guess uh, worth Throwing out because we were at certain places, we didn't get to see everything, you know, for the obvious reasons. Whether it's uh, you know, spoilers or things that weren't uh, quite dressed for season three, things like that. So we, I mean, it it looked like we were everywhere, but we didn't see everything. That's that's the other thing too,
2: right? And there were there were some things that we saw from a distance that we have zero context for that we can't really comment on anyway, right? Um and there were some things that, like, as soon as we saw them, Hayden turned his back and walked off, and it's like, oh, keep going. We're not supposed to see this.
1: <laughs> see, it, It's funny because that's that's the way, I mean, because you guys were behind us, and that's what you got to observe. For me, I was all like, did Hayden not hear what I just asked?
2: <laughs> right. No, he heard you. He intentionally ignored you. Keep walking.
1: <laughs> okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so we get back, and then uh, we go visit the um, – the set that is the Cobra Kai Dojo. Yes. Uh, that was really nice to see. So um, that that is where Moon pulls up or I, I guess drives away. But uh, her and uh, Hawk have their breakup uh, where we stood.
2: Right. Um, and explained, you know, there's, there's the exterior location, which they filmed the first two seasons at. And then, you know, it, they need the ability to move freely through doors and things like that. So... Um, and Hurwitz had, I believe it was him that, that posted the, the photo of that set on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Um, for season two. a couple
2: of weeks before we went down. Oh. So.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. I was trying to think back to like before season two as, you know, like a, a little tease. Um, but, uh, also inside I, I met Bob as we talked, uh, talked about. Yeah.
2: Walked around the corner into the dojo and I walk around and I'm like, oh, there's Bob.
1: Not, not as tall Hi, as Bob. I thought he was going to be, you know? <laughs>
2: But and he's not as scary looking in person as he is in that picture that Hurwitz posted last year, either of just like right his face. Right. Um, Yeah, he's not as frightening.
1: Pretty nice guy, I'd say.
2: He's kind of quiet. A little
1: quiet. A little quiet. Keeps to himself, you know, stays out of the way a little bit.
2: Over there in the corner next to the frame.
1: Yeah, I I do wonder um, if anybody cleaned the the restroom since uh, Miguel did in season one.
2: It didn't even look like Miguel did all that great a job.
1: <laughs> uh, you, you could be right. You could be right. Um, so, so that was really nice. Uh, and then we... And Johnny got
2: to... really didn't give a shit about how Miguel cleaned the windows because um, they really weren't good.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, and then we got to go see inside Johnny's apartment. Yes. And I saw Johnny's bedroom.
2: We Yes. Um,
1: and he does we got not to the... make his bed.
2: <laughs> he does not make his bed. No. Um he's a big slob. All of his clothes are wrinkled.
1: Um, I was trying to think like what what do I want uh, how do I want to pose do do um do I want to lay in or uh, on the ground of his living room floor with like a beer can next to my hand or uh instead <laughs> I opted for sitting in his seat uh, pretending to watch Iron Eagle. Um also thanks to Hayden for being my videographer and photographer. For An
2: excellent director, even though you flubbed the line.
1: Thank you, a thank few you times. for putting that out. Yes, uh, <laughs> I I actually got direction from Hayden. He directed me in a very little scene in a not not yet released uh, fun little video that that I have yet to make. Uh, I've been doing some of these really fun things. So if you guys aren't following our uh, regular Facebook page or even in the group, you guys are missing out on some pretty neat content from from our visit. Um, one of which eh, I'll, I'll save this one, but, um, yeah. So, so that was actually kind of cool. So I got to be a bit of, a bit of an actor and you can see why I don't do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, got some direction from Hayden. Uh, but he took, um, a pretty cool one in Johnny's apartment of me with the Eagle, uh, picture frame in the back too.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, as soon as we walked through the door, he was talking about, you know, these old apartments and how flimsy the doors are. And, um, I looked down and I said, Oh, obviously Johnny replaced his door since Daniel put his foot through that one. Right. Um, and Hayden laughed. The, the TV is back
1: up, at least for the TV, now.
2: Well, we saw Johnny hang the TV back up. We didn't see him replace the door. I don't think Daniel's foot was supposed to go through the door, but it absolutely did. Um, it would, but we haven't done season or episode nine yet, so we'll talk about that. Right. later um but then walk in and look over immediately Amy and I are both you know zoomed to the stove and oh my god there they are the owls the owls and so, they're there and they're real and Amy took the best picture of them ever
1: and if you guys aren't in our group you have no idea what the hell we're talking about um so <laughs> I don't need to explain that one because again it's just like well, why aren't you in our group you know if you don't have a Facebook I, I totally get that but there are conversations and discussions to be had there. Um, well, now the
2: Quiver Sisters on Tumblr absolutely know. Oh, okay. What, what the, the 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 salt and pepper shakers, because those have been Amy's obsession pretty well since the first episode of season one. And
1: uh, I got a photo of uh, young Robbie right there on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And it looks like um, uh, Johnny still has his pan out where he cooks his bologna as well.
2: Right. You also looked in the fridge, you creeper. (laughs) You know, I was a little
1: (laughs) thirsty. And, you know, not to my surprise, Coors Banquet. I didn't expect anything less. Uh, A six pack, which I did uh, hold in my lap for some photos.
2: Right. And then the, the next pinch me moment, you know, Amy and I are standing in the living room and she's standing by the chair and I've got my back to the TV and I was like, Amy? And she said, what? And I said, you realize that your baby and my baby kicked the crap out of each other right where we're standing, right? And she was like, yeah.
1: Yeah. That was uh, one of my first thoughts when we walked through that door.
2: Okay, that's a thing. (laughs) We're standing right here in Johnny's living room. Um,
1: We, We wanted to play some music, so we went to go check out his CD collection.
2: And it's either thrown together or Johnny has, like, the best musical taste in history. And I kind of love the thought... Of Johnny being a closet Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. I really do.
1: Which, that that still means nothing to me. But I did see a Poison CD. Um The most...
2: What do you mean that means nothing to you? He's got, like, the Phantom of the Opera over there. I, I don't know what
1: that is. Oh, I know what what? Phantom of the Opera. But, oh, is that the guy who composed the music?
2: Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote Phantom of the Opera ah, and okay. Evita and Cats and ah. Jesus Christ Superstar and Starship Express. How do you not know this?
1: Okay, well, I don't I don't know hi- him by name, but I know some of the music from Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Never seen Cats. And that what? new trailer scares me. But don't watch me. the new one. Yeah.
2: Don't watch the new one.
1: Uh Evita Mm-mm. saw that. That's pretty that's pretty good. Uh,
2: the Madonna version or the real version? The Madonna Patti version. is the uh, put that Patti Lapone is the only Evita. Ah, sorry. Just saying.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. And Mandy
2: Patinkin is the only Che. Just gonna say, it. I'm just gonna throw that out right now. I like Mandy right Patinkin.
1: Now. Yep. I yes. uh, love me some uh, Princess Bride. But um, so one of the most puzzling things uh, in his entertainment system are some uh, a stack of PS2 games and no PS2. Well, yeah, just you to sell know. It. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: well, yeah, and you know, maybe he had one at one point, or maybe it's in the ten thousand Rubbermaid totes in the um, spare bedroom. Mm-hmm. That are just, you know, stacked up full of all the random stuff, as, you know, I guess any single guy's spare bedroom would be. Sam was lucky there was a bed in there.
0: That's right, yeah.
2: But it was just, it was really fascinating, and, and Amy made the point, she was like, you know, with the way the bathroom at the dojo looks, I didn't look at Johnny's bathroom, because I don't really want to know.
1: So <laughs> Yeah, he, he doesn't flush. Um, I'm, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding.
2: We weren't going to go into that much detail, but maybe he's just not the best housekeeper. I mean, we did watch him clean the kitchen, and God knows how old that rice was he was throwing away.
1: You know, l- let's just say there's probably a reason why uh, many times we'd never see somebody on a TV show and use the restroom. You never do. Uh, I don't want to say never, but uh, it's not a thing. Uh, but I, it's it's I,
2: it's not a thing. But if you read fan fiction, if you read fanfic, somebody's going pee every three pages, and it annoys me so much. But
1: yeah, I, I tried I hate asking, Hayden, maybe we can see that in season three, uh, just a bathroom.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe no. they
1: can work in a, a little montage like Teen Wolf, you know, where uh, Johnny's getting ready in the bathroom, <laughs> something like that, you know, with a blow dryer. Uh, we did see anyway. him
2: shave.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, We get to see the Diaz and Lawrence uh, mailbox. Yes. I schooled Hayden on a little bit of uh, knowledge about the Postal Service and uh, the mailboxes.
2: We did not go into the Diaz apartment, even though the door was open, which I don't know if that was intentional or we just completely forgot to go. But we did not go across the the courtyard into Miguel's. And I actually wanted to, because I want to see, I have this theory that... Uh, the Diaz family is Catholic coming from South America and knowing that Catholicism is so strong uh-huh. in South America. Um, but on what we've seen on the show, there's like no icons of the Virgin Mary or anything really visible. And I just wanted to see if, you know, there's a random Virgin Mary standing on the back of their stove or uh, a crucifix hanging by the TV or something just for my own personal, I'm Catholic too. And I want to see if they are. Yeah. Kind of thing, but we didn't go in, so.
1: The, uh, Johnny's bedroom, he had like a little Buddhist statue that was on his dresser as well. I should have taken a picture, but, um, you know, the light wasn't on and I, I guess I could have turned it on with a flash, like if I had taken a picture, but I, I, I didn't bother. But yeah, the so we saw the mailboxes, um, that was...
2: And you explained to Hayden that the key is missing, the security key is missing, so they would definitely have to turn that in as some kind of mail violation,
1: uh, I wouldn't really call it a violation, but yeah, just for the uh, security of the tenants, uh, you know, who receive mail there, we would actually not deliver mail until the the, the, the key is, re- or the the lock rather, is replaced. And that lock is what um, allows us to access and put each, you know, mail in the, the tenants' uh, boxes. Because I guess people don't really think about it, but those community boxes, we don't have everybody's key we have one master key that opens up the entire thing, which allows us to put mail in.
2: Yeah, through little slots in the top. But at the same time, you know, this apartment building and a comment that I made to Hayden when we were, you know, standing outside in the courtyard over by the um, carport that he was like, don't walk under that, it might fall on, me, on you. Um, <laughs> is this, this is a, an apartment building that, You can tell has been standing there, not really well maintained for, you know, 30, 40 years. You can see the seams in the plaster. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can see where the tape is buckling. And I had no problem whatsoever, you know, putting my hands on the walls at Reseda Heights. And it's like, Oh my God, the plaster is cracked. Yeah. This is, (laughs) this is just like uh, the detail that doesn't really come across, but the whole thing together you definitely get the impression that this is an older apartment building that's a little bit more run down not really ignored by the landlords but also not top of the priority list right um which is why you've got the $35 menard's doors <laughs> for front doors yeah but it's it's the, the the whole thing is just it's freaking awesome you know and then when we're outside of the apartment building like there's the graffiti on the wall behind where the um firebird was set fire and I, I really wanted to watch o- walk over and see if there were scorch marks on the ground but I oh, don't yeah. think there were
1: Yeah. And and we did get confirmation that's where um Johnny speeds off in in the Challenger. Uh so yep, that's um right there in in the the parking lot and uh that was interesting. We we did not see that car. But, you know, I think we kind of discuss how it's probably still at the beach if, you know, nobody else had taken it.
2: Right. Which in SoCal most likely was gone in 15 minutes. Faster than my posters disappeared. We'll put it that way.
1: Uh, oh, gosh. Well, m- maybe we'll get to that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And we'll see. Uh Then we go visit the LaRusso household.
2: Yes. And we walked into the kitchen.
1: I wanted... Oh, I did. I, I asked Hayden if there were any... Salt shaker, so I can reenact the uh, the the shaking yep. of the salt shaker in episode nine of season one.
2: Yep, but there was no filming or photographing in the kitchen yeah. at all at that particular time.
1: Um, if if I remember correctly, I think it was dressed for for when they shoot. So yes. uh, that was kind of like a hot set. Is that is that a term? Yeah. That sound well, right? it okay, wasn't cool.
2: it it wasn't a hot set at that moment because hot there were no actors there
1: shooting. Okay.
2: Yes, it. Um, it was going to be a hot set come Tuesday morning.
1: There you go. Um, we know some words, maybe.
2: I was a, I was a theater
1: major. Once upon ah. a
2: time, I did not have crippling social anxiety, and I was actually an acting major in college.
1: Well, look at you, Miss Fancy Pants.
2: Yeah, um, I was kind of good at it, but, you know... Now I kind of hate being in front of people. So I don't know how that would have worked out. I probably would have, you know, completely sucked. Anyway, um, then I walked over to the espresso maker and I was like, oh, little (laughs) tiny baby coffee cups. And oh, how 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 does the man survive on this little coffee? And then Hayden told us this awesome story about how that espresso maker is a giant pain in everyone's ass because it doesn't work half the time.
1: Oh, no. I, I did not catch that. I was perusing around.
2: When when, uh, when they were trying to do the shot at the beginning of Episode 9, Season 1, when they were doing different but same, um, and they do the montage of Daniel making his breakfast. Right. Um, there's the shot of the espresso maker and the beautiful shot of the coffee going into Daniel's little tiny cup before he picks it up and drinks it, you know, pinky out and everything. Um, <clears throat> And he said that half the shots, the espresso maker wouldn't even, it like, wouldn't run. It just kind of splatted out in spurts. So it looked horrible.
0: Oh, no. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then Amy and I walked over to the window, which is a, the window is a huge thing for Johnny and Daniel fans both. And I got to stand in the window, but there was no Johnny standing outside. So, you know, a little disappointing.
1: Yeah, you know, with the magic of uh, editing and Photoshop, we can make it look like you guys were looking at each other.
2: Uh, yeah, except for the fact that you couldn't take a picture of me standing in the kitchen, so neener.
1: No, oh, yeah, good point. Uh, I'm sure we can find <laughs> a shot and then replace you. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, the, the one thing I did get a photo of uh, in that house was the picture of the Russo family on the wall, and I was just standing next to it.
2: Uh, but uh, things that I do remember, I was like, oh, my God, they like literally do have a creek in their living room because there's oh, yes, that little yes. like I, I courtyard meant, like,
1: a sound creek, you know, like, no, okay, no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs>
2: um, an actual creek like <laughs> there is a creek in Daniel LaRusso's living room between his kitchen and and the the family room portion. There's that little courtyard right up the middle and there's a creek in there with a bridge over it, in the middle of their house.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the the impression we're supposed to get when we watch the show, too. It's like, what? A creek? But, you know, to see it there. Right. <laughs> yeah, it adds to it.
2: And then we walk down the hallway, and, you know, there's a, there's a little room in there that we've not seen on screen yet. I don't know if we ever will. Um, that's like a little parent room. I don't know if you noticed that it was off to the side. And it's just—it's so cute. It's got a bulletin board with like kids' art and stuff stuck on it. It's so cute.
1: No, I think I, I missed that one, but I did see the couch that Daniel sleeps in in episode eight, season two.
2: Yes, the couch that Daniel that. slept on, um, which was also, I believe, that yeah, it was the same one that Anthony ordered the the Vita from. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just this—you know—this big circle. For the main living areas, from the kitchen down the hall into the living room and then the family room, and yeah, all it was awesome. And then we saw Daniel and Amanda's bedroom. Still no pictures of poor Anthony on the table. That poor boy.
1: Eventually, I'm sure.
2: Eventually, they will. Eventually, he will earn his way into his parents' <laughs> bedroom.
1: <laughs> now, the last thing we visited. Was, you know, obviously we're going to save the best for last. We went to the Miyagi-Do dojo. Yes. Mr. Miyagi's house.
2: We walked around a corner and I saw the outside of the fence and the sign. And by the time, because I was lagging a little bit, I was kind of dragging my feet, getting there still. That whole kind of dream world thing. Like, oh my God, we're walking here. We're really walking toward this because we can like see the roof. Right. By the time I got up there, you had already done your picture next to the sign and you guys had had walked into the yard. And I just kind of walked up to it and put my hand on it, on the sign. And it was like, oh my God, this is really going to happen. I'm going to turn and I'm going to walk around that fence and through that gate and I'm going to be there. I did eventually come around the fence (laughs) and just kind of froze and Hayden was like, "Yep, there's Mr. Miyagi's boat." And like, "Holy crap, there's Mr. Miyagi's boat."
0: <laughs> right. Right.
2: Um and then we're standing in front of the house and I was just like immediately numb.
1: Numb's a good word.
2: And we walked into the dining room, we'll say. Uh okay. we walked into the the middle through the the front door where like the the marble patio is we walked in through there and then into what is now the you know I guess the, the actual dojo right of the dojo and immediately without a word I turned to my right and I walked and I stood in front of the picture of Pat Morita and I started crying
1: oh I didn't catch that
2: And it was, it was the, the, the held my hand out and I could not make myself touch him. I could not do it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I stood there and and cried for quite a while.
1: (laughs) You know, Um, like stepping into that house, um, you know, I, I actually mentioned this to a coworker. I said, it it felt like a temple to me, you know, like I walked in, it was serene. We were all quiet. Just kind of taking it in. Probably the most quiet we were, like uh, of, of any of the other sets that we walked into.
2: Yeah, we had been first. we had been babbling and and talking and and laughing and joking the whole time we were there. But then it's like you walk in and it's this sacred place somehow. And I I know it sounds weird because it's a fictional character's fictional house, but that's Mister Miyagi's house. And that was Mr. Miyagi's bedroom.
1: Right. I, I think sacred is a great word to describe, you know, all of that.
2: It just the, the feeling in that room, I, I just, is it coming from, it, it's, it's absolutely coming from inside us because it's just a place, you know, it's, and it's not even in Canoga Park anymore. It's nowhere near Canoga Park. It's thousands of miles away. But it, doesn't matter because it's still that house
1: you know and I'm looking kind of through all my pictures and in every single one of them I'm posing in a certain way whether it be funny or a smile arms crossed arms in my pocket smirk whatever in front of that Pat Morita photo you know the Mr. Miyagi photo that we've all seen uh, from the show I have my hands behind my back as if I'm paying my respects. And and the expression on my face is just, I, I just have, a am not smiling. There's no smirk. You know, I'm not trying to look like a badass. I'm just there.
2: Right. And, and, you know, Hayden said, okay, if you want to take your shoes off, you can walk out on the tatami and, you know, all. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I could not make myself take my shoes off and, and walk on that mat. I stayed on the hardwood. I walked all the way around it.
1: Oh yeah. I kick my shoes off. But you it's know, like, is it I don't belong. Asian there. household. I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't belong there. This is, this is not for me. This is not my place. I am an outsider here, very much so. And I need to stay, you know, uh, back to the side and just give it the reverence that it deserves.
1: Reverence. Another great word. Um, and then we saw the rule number one and rule number two. Uh, I posed uh, with that one, you know, pointing at the, uh, this is rule number one. Um, And it is in this room where Hayden directed me. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it now. I don't know if the video will be out yet, but uh, I got to recreate Nate saying, Strike first,
2: strike hard, no mercy, sir. And that's the line you kept flubbing, and I still don't
1: understand how. I'm more Team Miyagi, though. That's how.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> and to me the 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 one thing I did laugh at was when you were trying to figure out which side of the room Nate was sitting on when he said that?
1: Well, I knew, but one side was just more, I mean, but but he didn't even suggested uh, where to sit just because it will look better. right yeah right for, because it would look better
2: and because the door wasn't closed into the dining room and and all of this and i'm like well no nate was over here by the door because daniel was sitting between the rules and hayden right. said are you sure i'm no, like yes so, i think so, i know where daniel was sitting in this scene i know where daniel is sitting and standing in every scene because that's my thing
1: right <laughs> and you know to what so, you're saying like i i wasn't confused i was just i knew where Nate sat. I didn't know like what would look better Uh, again. Well,
2: and the door was the door was not closed. So
1: that too. But where Nate sat, it was better lit between the rules. Not as well lit, but it looked better. So that's what we went with. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, it took me three times. (laughs) Third time's a charm.
0: Third time's Um, a charm.
1: I, I wished that Hayden kept on rolling the entire time. But each of them are like two to three seconds, you know he would cut and then direct me some more. Uh, but at one point, he's like, "Peter, with more conviction
2: <laughs> right I just I would love i I wish he had kept it rolling just so we could you know have his little his little acting you know, you got directed by Hayden schlossberg,
1: yeah, yeah i I thought that was uh really cool, but yeah, in the so the first one, I think I said them all, but in the wrong order. Uh, in the second take, I stopped after the first two lines, uh, Strike yes. first strike hard, and then I had to think like, wait, was that right? And then the third time, I got it right. Yes. Yes.
2: And I think I made fun of you for not knowing that particular line, oh, like I just did. Hey. But also in that moment, in that moment, we're all overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I can forgive you, you, know you what? for forgetting.
0: But
1: you guys, you know, sit in the freaking Miyagi-Do and recite that line and get it right on the first try. In I'm front not of in me, I,
0: No, not I'm you, I'm not
1: sitting you in Miyagi Doe and saying
2: anything in no, front like, of Hayden Schlossberg. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, but but th- that's what I'm saying. Like, th- think of, like, okay, first off, I'm not an actor. Number two, the man behind the camera is Hayden Schlossberg, one of the creators of Cobra Kai.
2: Right. The man behind the camera is the man behind the camera.
1: Exactly. So all of that. And yeah, you got to mess up some lines.
2: I can give you nerves. I can absolutely give you nerves. Sure. I was, I was, uh, terrified nervous wreck the entire time so you did way better than i
1: would have well well thank you i don't know about that i mean you would have gotten the line but um you know you look the part Say, la vie i mean yes because nate is asian <laughs> <laughs> uh now the backyard you know uh the backyard was pretty amazing uh we saw the balance board where they do the wheel technique uh we got to see the platforms the punching bag
2: I know that one of the three versions of what that platform does that he gave us was bullshit, but I'm still not entirely sure which one. <laughs> um Because he gave us multiple explanations for how the balance board works. Yeah, yeah, um, he did.
1: Pick uh, the answer that you like best, basically. Right,
2: right. Like increasingly complex in in their um in their workings and I, only one of them and maybe none of them were the actual right answer
1: you know, speaking of none of them being the right answer the inscription on the the stone the big stone where they do fulcrum
2: <laughs> the here lies sato i don't yeah. think that's what it says um rick <laughs> posted that that online translation but that made absolutely zero sense
1: Yeah, I I feel that's going to be a question in the next Q&A on Twitter.
2: There we go. What does it say? Do you think Hurwitz knows?
1: I think they know, but whether they want to reveal it is a different story.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, there's some hilarity involved in, you know, Hayden saying that Mr. Miyagi, for some reason, flew Sato's body all the way from Okinawa to California to bury him in his backyard.
1: Oh, like he's his, he,
2: like he's his pet dog or something, you know. Um,
1: you know what? I I know some people that I can probably send a screenshot to and get it get it uh, translated
2: a little bit more accurately than the online image translator.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I I don't know how different the um the 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 text and the language is. That's how ignorant I am. But I have a cousin who lives in Japan, and I know Okinawa speaks Japanese, so.
2: Okay, see, I do do know enough to know that the context of the language is not necessarily discernible from the characters themselves, like a literal translation of the characters will almost always give you gobbledygook, because the context rearranges the words Mm. and turns them, you know, uh, because uh, Erin speaks Japanese, Ah. because she lived there for so long. Um, Right, right, right. So yeah, so she can, she can do some translation and she has done some for me, um, <laughs> in the past. So yeah, I do know that much that the, the order the symbols are in is not necessarily always the order that the words are spoken in. But right. English is one of those languages that we just kind of, um, one of my favorite descriptions of English is that it's the language that mugs other languages in the hallway, beats them up and steals their verbs. Right. And we just kind of, our language is all over the place.
0: It is. Um, it is,
2: and we speak backwards from every everyone else. So to get it into English takes a little bit extra effort, just because yeah. we're weird.
1: And, and me being bilingual, that that's something I definitely learned like growing up too. Like, oh yeah, English is uh, definitely different when it comes to translation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, talk backwards.
1: And again, like, uh, it, you know, if you guys aren't following us on social media, I do have a little video clip uh, that Hayden allowed me to film in the back, giving just a little tour of the back of Miyagito.
2: And Hayden and I both hate yellow jackets.
1: The, um, the bees, for those that are wondering.
2: Yes, not, not actual, like, yellow suit jackets. <laughs> um, it took me a full day after you posted that because the first thing that you hear is me going, I hate those things. And Hayden saying, yeah, I hate those. I hate them, too. And I'm like, what the hell were we talking about? And I had I had literally just asked him where the yellow jacket tunnels were because I wanted to stay away from them. Right. And he said that he had been assured that they had been taken care of.
1: Did we want to mention what Amy wanted us to mention about a, a photo that I took with Amy?
2: Oh, about how fastly you shoved her, fastly? That's not even a word. <laughs> it how is now. How quickly you shoved her out of the way and went, me!
1: Okay. Yeah. All of that was <laughs> paraphrased and changed. <laughs> so I, I took at least a couple photos with Amy in the backyard. And mm-hmm. then and then I nicely put my arm on her shoulder and go, I would like one by myself now, please. And I uh, asked you know, Hayden to take one of me with the backyard.
2: Okay, okay, now, I was not standing that far away. I am not confirming nor denying rumors that I am in the background of those photos. I will, however, straight up say I did hear Hayden Schlossberg say to someone, are you sure you want to do this knowing she doesn't like it? And heard someone else say, oh, yep.
1: You know what, I might, uh, probably misunderstood exactly what he was saying and was like, are you sure you want to stand right there? And I said, yep. That uh-huh.
2: sounds more like oh, yeah. absolutely! Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely.
1: That makes more sense, especially if you didn't want to be in my photo. Why would I just like, oh, no, that's fine. Let her walk around behind my photo. If I push, uh, if I ask Amy to move out of the way, why, why would I <laughs> have you in the back? I didn't know you were behind me. You
2: absolutely did,
1: yeah, which you is know, why you were th- on the me at video, some point. you know, on the it, it,
2: video, I'm said, yelling, said, "Get away from me with that thing!"
1: There's you know who's video proof. Jen <laughs> is going to love this moment right here because she she loves this stuff about us. <laughs> Shout out to There's, Jen.
2: There is video evidence of me saying, "Get away from me with that thing!" and ducking and running behind you.
1: That I will agree with, yes, but also I was doing a selfie video, so I couldn't see what was behind <laughs> me until you walked by.
2: You are so, so. full of shit.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, and that was but pretty But the much backyard the
2: end of the- was, yeah, the, the backyard was, was fantastic. Um, it, it was it, like I walk over and I'm like standing. Uh, again, thousands of miles away from the real place, but I'm like standing right where the show me wax on wax off moment happened. Right. Um, and then walked up to uh, the, the side yard off to the side of Mr. Miyagi's bedroom just a little bit. And I'm like, Hey, Amy, I'm standing in Daniel's bedroom. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're not. You're standing in Mr. Miyagi's backyard. And I'm like, okay, I'm standing where Daniel's bedroom is supposed to be. Right. So it counts. Totally counts.
1: And I'm sure at some moment, you know, I was probably standing exactly where the mailman from Crowded Kid Part 2 was standing too.
2: Uh, Yeah, you were because you were standing right at the corner of the house.
1: See, there we go. Uh, But yeah, it was, that's probably where we spent the most time uh, Mm -hmm. was in the backyard, I would say. Uh, And also, you know, it is the furthest thing from all the other uh, locations that we visited. And so I think that was kind of cool because it felt, that way, you know, that it was just separate, that it was its own thing, that, you know, for a moment there I forgot that it was connected to Cobra Kai, that it was I did too. Miyagi's house. You know? I
2: did too. It's like this is the real place. Um we didn't spend much time in the kitchen because even the ancestors' photos aren't hanging on the wall anymore. Right. Um but it, you know, they they only shot the the two scenes in there. Which was Daniel hanging the ancestors' photos in the first place, and then Sam coming in and asking him, if, you know, what he knew about Robbie's living situation. Right. So we didn't spend much time in the in the kitchen. We didn't spend much time in the dining room, but we never see the dining room on the show. Right. Most of what is shot is shot in Mister Miyagi's bedroom, and we did spend a lot of time in there. And then the rest of it is shot outside. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is probably the most important place because that's where Daniel did all of his learning anyway. Right. I do hope we see the dining room at some point, just because that's where the fly happened. Yeah. Um, And that's where Daniel's birthday party happened. So these are like big moments in his life that I would like to see the dining room. But I'm not going to get totally hung up on it. Right. For for reasons. Um I'm not going to get too hung up on it. And then I did ask Hayden at one point if the Ford was
1: there. You did ask and him that. And s-
2: he said that he thought it might be, but he wasn't sure.
1: Right. I can confirm that. I heard that. Yes. And so that uh, ended our tour. And I guess we needed a debriefing of sorts because I didn't expect this. But we went back with Hayden inside to the office again and talked more Karate Kid and Cobra Kai.
2: <laughs> yes. And it was supposed to be 10 minutes because he had to leave at 5.
1: It was 10 minutes three times. Yes uh, and you know who's gonna stop him and shut him up and say, hey you you said ten minutes you know I was if he wanted to uh, if he wanted to keep talking, I was all ears.
2: It's a room full of nerds talking about our favorite subject, yeah i mean in in my experience, roomfuls of nerds can talk for a hell of a long time,
1: oh, absolutely, goodness, I mean we haven't even gotten to Dragon con yet. Right, so, we haven't even
2: started the convention. Oh we haven't even started the
1: inven- uh, convention. <laughs> this is so, going to be a long
2: episode, Peter.
1: Oh, hey, I think I think they like it. But um, so, Hayden, you know, we're we're wrapping up. He's uh, taking us down because he he's about to leave. So we're getting ready to leave, and then we we get outside. Here comes Hiro Koda with a handful of bags of chips, just hitting the corner as as we come downstairs. And my first reaction is like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> right? He photobombed you. Hayden took a picture of him walking up behind you. And you didn't even know he was there.
1: Is that what that is? There, There is yes. a photo of me, like a really candid, like, I, I didn't know. Okay, so that was that was the moment he was walking right by me?
2: Yes, he walked up right behind you.
1: Wait, so wait. Did he see us? Did he? Did, okay. Okay. So I don't know if he knew that we were there. I don't because I mean, he
2: just saw your back and Amy and I were kind of around the corner of the building from you. He was probably just walking over to talk to Hayden.
1: See, I the way I remember it, and I'm glad that's why like you're on here to give your perspective. But the way I remembered it, we were just crossing paths. So that picture, I'm not sure why Hayden would have my phone and taking a photo, you know, of like, Hito you know, um photo bombing me. I thought that I was like getting ready to take a photo with, you know.
2: I thought you guys posed for one, though, and that one that that you posted is definitely not posed. That's an accident.
1: Right. That was an accident, and I think we were going to take a photo, but then he's like, you know, Janelle's over there. Right. And so I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So not only did we just accidentally literally bumped into – you know, I mean two time Emmy Emmy nominated uh Hiro Koda for Cobra Kai.
2: And cross your his, fingers we find out next weekend Emmy Award winning.
1: That's right. And also, you know, his partner and wife, Janelle, was also not too far from us. So he's like, Well, let's let's go over there, see her, and take a photo together. Um, so we went down, you know, with Hiro to go see well, you know, I got my picture with Hayden. Right. Uh, right, you know, hug. Thank you for for everything, and and then he. Which um, who took that?
2: Didn't Hedo take that one?
1: Maybe, probably. I if didn't. Amy took didn't. off. She had to leave.
2: Yeah. Amy had to leave, and I stayed with you. And I think Hedo took that picture.
1: I yeah, so he probably did. Um, and then he drew the short straw to take us to see Janelle. Uh So. We go in there and Janelle just got done, maybe got not got done is the right word, but they just wrapped up with the quote unquote the kids.
2: You just missed the kids. They left what they ten said. minutes ago.
1: Uh, yeah, so something to that effect. And we're like, wait, what? So yes. we did we didn't even know they were still there, uh you know, training hard. So we walk in, you know, like, Hey, do you recognize him? Maybe recognize his voice so i start saying like well you know we spoke a few weeks ago i interviewed you guys and she's like oh my god <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh i was going for a handshake she's like yeah i'll give you a hug so you know um everybody all hugs right i i, I just y- you you kind of want to go in for a handshake because that's how you know people who want to be professional do and most people were fine with hugging so yeah you, I got, you
2: hugged you hugged i shook hands <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, you know, um, I guess recognized my voice immediately. And that, that's the thing too. Like, I, I, I don't know if I often forget, but I, I'm never very mindful who has seen my face. So I'm not even sure Janelle like recognized me at all because like she did share their interview and, you know, I went in and liked, you know, her post on Facebook and stuff like that. But I never like interacted with her in the comments or anything. So I wasn't sure if she even knew. That the Peter that was liking her her share of the interview was even me. Oh,
2: I'm sure she knew.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and that goes with like some of the um, you know, how many Peters are,
2: are there in the world? Well,
1: I, I I don't know, but that's not how I you know introduced myself to to her. You know, I don't even know my name came up, but she apparently just recognized me. But you know, like I I, I don't know if these people remember, you know, the the host's names afterwards, uh, maybe the ones that don't really interact with me. I don't know. But even on social media, like on Instagram, you don't always, you don't see a whole lot of photos or videos of me. So I don't even know if a lot of these people know what I look like.
2: Well, I know what you look like. I knew what you look like. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, the, the Podstalgic illustration looks exactly <laughs> yeah. like you.
1: That's the idea. Yes. Right. And I, I guess a lot of people probably don't even know Podstalgic, you know, it's a thing I do. I know I say it on every episode, but... Uh, yeah yeah I guess you're right I do look like that photo yes you do but um, yeah so it was really nice to see them and they you know uh, everybody when when I got to interview them like all the moms and the cast they just you know gush about how wonderful this couple is and they were right you know I, I felt very welcomed and just happy to be there and happy to meet you know just about everybody in person
2: Right. And we did meet, Um, at, I'm not going to mention which stuntmen, because I think it might be a spoiler, but we did meet a couple of the stuntmen who yes. were in their training at the same time, too. Correct. Um, which was awesome.
1: And they were also nice, obviously. Yes.
2: Very nice. Very funny. They were throwing hats at each other. Um it seems like one. a seems like a very laid back relaxed work atmosphere in there which I'm sure it's not when they're actually filming because that's a heck of a crazy job and I can't even imagine. I mean, my body is beat all to hell just from walking for 4 days. <laughs> I can't even imagine getting beat up for a living. But yeah, very warm and very inviting. This front yes. trailer was just freaking awesome. Yeah. And plus just like with 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 context like Amy had pointed out that there there's the the photo of of Billy and Marty sitting on the couch doing one of their reads last season. Mm-hmm. And she was like we know that couch. We were in that room. That's the couch Hayden was sitting on. Right. And it it like puts things into context. All the videos we've seen of the kids doing their training and doing their practice sessions and things like this. And it's like, oh, my God, we were standing right there. This is right. no longer just a place in a photo or a video. This is a real place.
1: Well, well, how about this? You know, as, as they're starting uh, production on season three, we're going to see some things here and there. And we're going to be like, we were there, too.
2: Yes. I'm already nerding out at, you know, watching season three and going, Oh my God, we were there. Yeah. Yeah. No one will care but me, but that's good enough for me.
1: We'll all care. Um, but anyway, that, yeah, that's the end of the, of the tour. Uh, we were there for a few hours. Um, thanks again, Hayden, for, you know, being so generous with your time.
2: Oh, yes. Absolutely. All hail Hayden Schlossberg, the true top, top dog. dog of top the dog, big yes. three. Uh, that's that's, that's what he told of, us. That's what he told us. Uh, absolutely. We're, we're just not, taking him at his word.
1: We're not there. was him no that. one there to
2: contradict him.
1: Correct. All correct.
2: Um, he was making all decisions, regardless of what the other two may have thought about it. He was the one making all the decisions at the time. So, and uh, we just
1: nodded yes and we followed.
2: Yes, sir. Um, so that's the end of the official tour. Uh, the unofficial as we were walking out. Um, and then you and I had to go back to the gate and back through security uh, to get to the Uber to get back to the hotel.
1: That's that's the crazy part. E- even on our way out, we got frisked. They wanted to make sure we didn't steal anything from the set. The, the,
2: the security is is top-notch. top notch. Top
1: notch. You know, we went through all types of uh, metal detectors. And they're like, this shoe you're wearing, is this even yours? Did you steal this from a closet? So, yeah. Thorough check in, thorough check back out.
2: So as we're walking back across the parking lot toward the security checkpoint, um, we had noticed on the way in that there was a row of cars that, you know, not going to mention what the ones that, you know, were visible are uh, just in case they become relevant at some point. But there were some that were under tarps and I like grabbed your arm, didn't I? And I like started jumping up and down. This I know I was jumping right. up and down yeah. and I was like, oh my God, it's the Nash. And it was, it was covered, but it was way smaller than the others. And you could see the wheel and it was, it had a blue wheel. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the Nash. It's the Metropolitan. It's right there. And then you could see another one as we kept walking and you could see the chrome of the bumper. And I'm like, oh my God, there's the Cadillac. And they're tarped. So you can't really see them. And then sitting next to the Nash is another one that is fully tarped, tarp all the way to the ground. And I'm thinking, and I actually said, I was like, that must be Mr. Miyagi's pickup. Oh my God. They're, they're here. They're all three here. And I was, we walked right past them and we're like a foot and a half from this car on the outside. And I'm just so excited about the Nash because I have always said that as much as I love the Ford, Daniel made the wrong choice. Okay. He should have picked that Nash. First of all, because it's adorable, and second of all, because it's powder blue, and third, because they only made like 500 of those things, right? So I'm just so freaking excited that I saw the wheel of the Nash. And then we keep walking, and we get back to security, and we're sitting down.
1: Well, we're escorted by security. That's that's why we can see the cars. Yeah.
2: Yes. So, um, we're 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 sitting there. And looking back at them, and there's another car off to the side, to the right. And the tarp is slightly askew. And I'm like, well, that's the pickup. And it's way at the other end. So I'm like, that's the pickup. That's the Cadillac. That's the Nash. And the car that I was standing a foot and a half from, from that perspective, had a yellow wheel and a yellow driver's side door. And I said, I do believe my exact words were, Holy fuck, Peter! It's right there.
1: Yeah, I, I think I still had my hood over my head. They, they hadn't the security hadn't taken that off yet after they took us to the gate.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> it was right there. It was right there. I was a foot and a half from the Ford, and I didn't even know it. Well, and it's like looking back on it. If I realize I'm standing that close to that car. Can I stop myself from putting my hand on it?
1: I probably wouldn't have let you. T- you no, know, you probably honest.
2: wouldn't have. Yeah,
1: I. Again, you know I, that, that was even at the end. We don't want to get rested before no. we even leave the gates.
2: <laughs> no, I like I I I am not about trying to get tasered for touching Ralph Macchio's car. Yeah. But oh my god. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was li-
1: literally in front of security. So, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like, I, I, I kind of want to walk back, but nah, it'd probably be a bad idea. Yeah. If you ran
1: for it, I definitely would have tackled you and then we would have <laughs> both got arrested for all types of things. So <laughs> glad that didn't happen.
2: Oh, but I do have a photo of the wheel or I did have a photo.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Of the wheel and door. Of the 1947 bright yellow Ford Super Deluxe sitting right there.
1: And we did get uh, clarification that, um, yes, Ralph does have it, you know, uh, shipped to wherever it needs to be. You know, where he went to New York for uh, the thing they did there. But obviously scenes from California, it gets sent over there and then back to uh, Atlanta.
2: Yeah, nobody is driving that car from Atlanta to L.A. just to drive it up the PCH for a minute and a half. Right. You know, it just, um I don't blame him in the slightest. Oh, yeah. That's not a car you drive at this point. Right. That's, that's not a car you drive. That's a car that you put under severe lock and key and armed guard 24-7. Although there was, there was, there was a duplicate of it on some YouTube show that my husband watches. It was really weird because he asked me if it was the real one. It was like in a junkyard. And I'm like, no, that is not Ralph's car. I mean, that's a 1947 super deluxe and it's yellow, but that is not Ralph's car. Right. Um, out of all the things I saw and all the things that like completely just filled me with joy, somehow realizing that I was standing that close to that car was like the biggest fangirl moment of the day.
1: I for me. I can't relate in that sense. However, is probably very similar to how I felt once Janelle revealed that the kids were just there. Like in the same room that we were just in, like minutes ago.
2: Right, right. The kids had just been there. And and they kept saying that. You just missed the kids. You just missed the kids.
1: and, and every okay. time they said that it made me think like <laughs> would we have even met them like that's the, right yeah. or
2: would they have been ushered you know we we're ushered one way and they're ushered the other yeah because
1: kind of i thing. i haven't interviewed any of them you know right. uh, and, and we don't even know exactly who all was there but obviously you can imagine uh mary tanner jacob and sholo right so at,
2: at the very least at the very I least
1: so um and again we've never interviewed any of them so you know, I don't even. But know. we didn't
2: even see them, so moot point.
1: That too, but but even if we had met them, they don't know who we are. No clue. You know, so. Uh, but well,
2: Mary kind of stalks the Quiver on Tumblr sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's a content creator herself.
2: Right, 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 and she's so, got her, her channel, which is freaking awesome. Game, I actually game get hair game, pointers. I
1: think is an expression.
2: Right, I get I get hair pointers from her sometimes because I do my hair the same way she does. Ah. Um. Completely by accident, I didn't even know she was doing it yet when I started. Yeah, but.
1: okay. Uh, Curly hair girls unite! Woohoo! There you go. Uh, let's just go straight to um, going to the comedy club where we went to uh, Second Self Brewery, I believe it was. Um, yes, Second sh- Self,
2: uh, Second Self Beer Company.
1: Okay. And uh there, a comedy show was hosted by one uh, Voss Sanchez, uh who we all know as Nestor uh, the convenience store clerk from both season one and two. um
2: and I would be remiss if I did not mention that someone thought we could walk to the comedy club because, oh, it's just up the road
1: I mean what what do I know? You know, I 10 I've never walked...
2: miles away.
1: I mean, after we looked it up, okay, I, I thought it was walking distance. But look, matter of the I mean, look, we, we took an Uber, okay, so we didn't walk.
2: We did Uber, and it was all interstate, and it yeah. still took fifteen minutes to get I mean,
1: there. I what do I know? <laughs> I mean, look, we we got there, and we didn't have to walk. That's you know, we we got there. Um, we did get there. That it, was the point. You know, it was a packed house. Uh, it was a pretty cool setup, and we. Got it
2: really th- was standing room only by the time we got there.
1: Yes, and um, Voss opened up obviously because he was hosting. Uh, he had some. Uh, his set was good. I think they call and it he's a so, set. Funny. Very, he's very so funny. Very very funny. If you guys are ever in the Atlanta area, you know, follow him on Instagram because uh, him and his wife Carlette they always post. You know where they're going to be at and all these things, but uh, a hilarious guy. Um, it was really nice to, I've never seen him do stand up, right? we've seen bits and pieces on his social media and, um, every once in a while he'd come, you know, say hello. He appreciated that we came to support, you know, so I had a beer with them. And unfortunately we didn't get a photo with him because we had plans to go karaoke afterwards, but it just got too late and we were all hungry. We separated to go eat. And so we just were never able to hook back up because he had to work the next day as well.
2: Right. And, and the, the, I do have to say that to me, the funniest part of his whole, I, I can't deliver it near as funny as he did, but he has a part of his set that's about keto and it's hilarious because my husband and I were doing that for a while and it's very, very true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was just hilarious. And the headliner was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, I laughed so hard. It was an excellent, excellent show and I'm so glad we went because it was so funny.
1: Yeah, it, we had some, you know, uh, pretty decent food uh, served by like a a, a vendor, uh, kind of like a food cart style. But um, mm-hmm. the beer was pretty good, very affordable. Came in different sizes. Um,
2: I'll trust you on that. I don't like beer.
1: Yeah, and um, that that's that's it. Like you know, it, it was mostly you know he he was busy, right? He he was working. He's hosting the show, so he's introducing every act. Uh, there were some people that were extremely hilarious. Some were probably just starting. I feel because, like, yeah, I think everybody was really good at reading the room, and even they mm-hmm. acknowledged when they said something that didn't hit with the audience, you know. Um, and
2: there was a dog that kept barking that ended up somehow part of everyone's act.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they, I'm sure they're very great at improvising, so they worked that in, and some were right. The headliner were, was like, "I yeah.
2: did everything I could to ignore the fact that that dog keeps barking," you know, as the dog. But it was, it was great. It was just. I, I've never been to an actual stand-up.
1: Yeah, performance yeah, that was my before. first. Well, I mean, so, I've been to one, but it was a guy touring. But this was like a comedy club with a bunch of different acts that you know I've I've never been to. But yeah, it, Carlette and Voss were you know just a very fr- friendly couple. We got to ch- uh, chat it up a little bit afterwards too. But uh, that that's my only. Regret, if you want to call it that, was not getting a photo with Voss before we left. Just because I thought that we were going to hook back up, and you know, I didn't want to ask while he was working. That that was the other thing too.
2: Yeah, and I, I really, really, I mean, I love me some Nester. Yeah, I, I really do. Everybody who listens knows that I adore Nester, and oh, yeah. I like Voss even more.
1: Oh, yeah. It, he's he's awesome. just, he's a really cool guy. I mean, he's already been on the show twice and one of it wasn't even an interview. He came back on a second episode just to talk about something that happened on the set when they were starting to film season two, where, you know, part of the production crew would come up to him and be like, Oh, yeah, we heard your interview on that show. And that was the very first time that we heard that people behind the scenes were familiar with what we were doing. And that was another thing that Hayden, um, put out there too. Like when he first, Discovered who you know what we were doing, you know he he and in order he was like yeah I, there was a interview with Hannah Keppel you know on Alisa Cochran Nicole Brown and that's the order those interviews came out too which was crazy mm-hmm. so
2: yep and he said that you were how he knew that Voss was a stand up
1: comic right right exactly um and so that's pretty much that night
2: okay so that was that night um we did try to go. Uh, uh right, like we got to the karaoke place literally right as Voss said he wasn't going to be able to make it. Right, but it turned out that the karaoke bar was closed anyway because they were going downtown. They were the ones that were running the karaoke show from midnight until six a.m. in the street between uh, the Marriott and the Hilton. Yeah, yeah. Was it three? I thought it was six. They 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 had music all night long that
1: night. Oh gosh, I, you know what? My my memory is not what it used to be. Dragon
2: Con is a 24-hour thing when it's going.
1: I did not know that. So I could have yes. I could have just stayed somewhere asleep for a few hours at Dragon Con. <laughs> That's what it sounds uh, like now. <laughs>
2: you probably could have crashed out somewhere on the floor at the Marriott and no one would have noticed.
1: See? Dang it. You know, I could have... Uh, never mind. I could have saved me some Uber uh, uh, funds there. Uh, so the next morning... Um, I wake up late uh, from the time that I wanted to wake up and head back to downtown uh, because um, Owen's mom, Sarah, Owen, who plays Bert, uh, they were going to go to the parade at Dragon Con. And they said that, um, you know, we, uh, the, us three could join them and they were going to save us uh, a spot if we got there early enough. Uh, unfortunately, right. I woke up late and I was like, you know what? It's, it's fine because I went to bed 3 a.m. anyway because I'm still West Coast time. Right, So I went, right. I went to bed at 3 a.m. I set my alarm for, I don't know, 6.45 or something. Um, and I ended up waking up after 8, I think. I, I, I don't even remember now. Uh, but-
2: I also slept late the next day um, because, I mean, I was in a sort of a similar situation, but I was only an hour back. Um, so I ended up when, cause we went out to this, this, uh, restaurant for dinner, you and me and your friend, Giselle, and had some of the most amazing freaking food. Very ever. good.
1: Oh my God. And was that was an accident that we even found that place.
2: Right, because the place we tried to go was already closed.
1: That and, um, yeah, but also karaoke, you know, was was closed. Right, yeah, yeah.
2: right. Buffalo chicken nachos, mm. which I have never had, which are a a stroke of brilliance, which I have got to make. Um, so we get back. I get back to the hotel at like one, and I'm not tired when I walk through the door. But by one fifteen, I was out cold sitting in the chair, <sighs> and apparently at some point, because for some reason, this hotel has their ottoman on wheels. It slid out from under me and I hit the floor oh, and no. I just stayed there <laughs> and I, I slept on the floor um, with the pillow from the chair and my Miyagi-Do hoodie because I didn't have a blanket.
1: You were method visiting. <laughs> you were doing your best Johnny Lawrence laying on the floor. Sleep <laughs>
2: oh, and I'll tell you what, you have not lived until you have woken up in a 46-year-old body that has slept on a concrete hotel floor. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So, Amy woke me up about, like, nine when they were leaving, and I had this stroke of brilliance, Read stupidity. It's like, oh, I'll wash my hair before I go downtown. I have a lot of hair. Um... Which there are pictures of me floating around the internet now.
0: <clears throat> Ish.
2: Um, I have a lot of hair, a whole lot of hair, and it's very curly. And I washed it thinking, oh, I'll just blow dry it, you know, which I'm not, you're not supposed to do when you have curls. You're not supposed to use heat on your hair. And I haven't blow dried my hair in, you know, almost a year. And I was like, I'll just blow dry. It'll be no big deal. But there was also no vent fan in our bathroom. So even though I took like a not at all hot shower, once I turned the hair dryer on, it just kept getting warmer and warmer. So it's like trying to blow dry your hair in a sauna. So it never got dry. I was literally blow drying my hair for an hour and a half and it was still wet.
0: Oh, goodness.
2: I was like, this was a really, really dumb idea. I wanted to be to the Sheraton to get my badge by 11. I got there at 2. So washing my hair was a really bad idea. So I also got up late on Saturday.
1: Yeah, so I, I got to downtown, and the parade had already started. And it was difficult to get to where everybody was, um, you know, that were going to go see the parade so I just took that opportunity to go grab my badge and uh we or I got caught by one of our uh group members and I I my apologies I, I don't know if it's Misa or Missa but she I, we just happened to be passing each other and she saw me first and so uh I got to say hello um and so that was crazy I was like oh well, you know I I don't know if she listens to the show but you know she's at least in the group and Um, I got recognized, so that was new to me, and um, I get my badge, and then, you know, I I make it uh, my way back to the parade as it's wrapping up and hoping I can catch, you know, Owen and his mom, and, you know, Nate and his mom, and, you know, Cobra Kai mom Mandy was there, so all these people, and I'm trying to be careful, like, I don't know if I want to be throwing out all types of names, but anyway... Um, they said that they're already heading back to Dragon Con, so I go back myself. And then we meet up inside there. And, um, you know, everyone's saying hello. I'm, you know, we're, we're hugging and, uh, yeah, I, I get to see the boys. Uh, Owen, who we obviously, uh, interviewed on the show, uh, he was already familiar with me. Nate and I, we've, uh, interacted very little on social media. You know, we like each other's pictures and things like that, but I've never really spoken to him. Um, so that, you know, was probably an interesting interaction for him, not really knowing who I am, uh, but obviously all the moms and I, we follow each other and interact with each other, um, online.
2: Um, right. And on the the topic of being recognized when I finally got downtown and got my badge and uh, the first place I went was to the, the walk of fame, um, which I was in line for about 45 minutes, probably just to get into the room um on saturday afternoon finally got in there got in ralph's line um and uh, i'm just standing there uh, surrounded by the <laughs> tens of thousands of people and one of them uh, from a few people ahead of me in ralph's line turns around and looks at me and then turns around and looks back at me and goes i follow you huh? i know you And a little bit of explanation. I had this genius idea that I would go on Saturday dressed as my user picture that race art drew me.
1: I I think that is a brilliant idea because, I mean, unless you're in our group, I don't know if anybody else would have recognized me, you know, just from following on social media, especially up to that point.
2: This, 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 this photo that, that Reyes drew of me, um, is, and he's never seen my face either. I did not send him a picture of me before he drew this. I told him I have red hair with blue in the back and it's very curly and I wear glasses and I have green eyes and freckles. And I asked him to please put me in the baseball shirt with the orange sleeves. So this is what I had on. And then I had Daniel's headband on because I'm wearing the headband. The, the illustration is wearing the headband and she recognized me from the picture that Reyes drew of me because <laughs> um, no one had ever seen my face. And she recognized me from the cartoon of me.
0: That's pretty so, awesome.
2: So let that be an explanation of and anyone who does not know Reyes art, you need to. Yeah. He does the most phenomenal caricatures. And he did one of me that someone recognized me from, and it was Yoda Princess on Twitter. Ah, and it was like just the weirdest feeling in the world to have someone turn around and go, "I know you," and it's like, "You've never seen me, but I right. guess you kind of have because yeah. I'm dressed like me. I was like cosplaying myself. It was kind of a, kind of a weird situation, but it it turned out okay.
1: I mean, honestly, I should be surprised, but I think that weekend is when I realized that there's a Bree Hive. You know, you have a following.
2: Uh, Kay.
1: Moving on. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the moms and the boys, they, uh, they're like, Hey, you know, the other boys are here. Let's go say hello. And it's funny because, you know, I, they're, I, I, I'm the tag along, right? I'm following them. Like the, these are the boys that are on the show and these are their moms. And here I am following them, they go say hi to Martin Cove, William Zabka, Ralph Macho, who are all there. And Sarah, Owen's mom, you know, she's, like, trying to, like, come here, you know, and she'd be like, hey, do you guys know Peter, you know, this and that. I'm just like, oh, but I, I I, don't know if they do. And I yeah, I felt a little embarrassed, like, because, again, I'm just a tag along. They could have been like, oh, is that somebody's uncle or somebody's dad that he's just <laughs> he happens to be chaperoning, you know. So I'm just some dude that they don't recognize, um, which was crazy. But. As, you know, Sarah is introducing me to them or them to me, rather, you know, I'm, I'm wavy, I'm, I'm saying hello, I go, uh, but I do plan to come back later and get my photos and autographs, uh, with you guys, you know, so I try to keep it short. Also trying to be mindful that there are also people in line wondering what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> you know, why, why is this big ass crowd saying hi to these people and, and, and all of that?
2: I, I had some fantastic interactions with Marty and Billy as always, um, I've met them both before. I met Marty at Hounds in Indianapolis, though I wasn't really there for me. I was there for Carrie. But I had met him there and I had spoken to him there. So I knew how amazingly chatty he is. Like, once you get that man talking, he will just talk. He is so personable. And he will just talk for hours and hours and hours. And I loved my moments with him. Billy was, you know, uh, beautiful and kind and, and friendly. And beyond the recognition from Yoda Princess in line, I'm going to keep it mostly to myself, but someone did recognize me, which kind of freaked me out because he called me by name, but I'm not going to say who, just that, um, when I handed Anthony, the manager, my money for the autograph, I was shaking so hard I couldn't even, like, separate the bills. I just grabbed all the money out of my pocket and shoved it at him and said, here. <laughs> um Because <laughs> uh, I'd never in a million years expected that. Um, that Ralph they, knew you by
1: name, right. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You don't uh, uh, have to say it. <laughs> um I... Ex- Expected them to maybe remember the posters which Marty did Um, he remembered that Jesse had shared one of my posters on his Instagram and and, um, Billy remembered the posters from having seen them in Chicago Ralph didn't even see the poster before he said my name and it was just 13 year old me was flipping cartwheels I can't even describe it it was Like the most awe, (laughs) like, just like, what the hell do I say at this point? Because I don't, I don't expect that. I've been to so many conventions for so many different shows and I've met so many celebrities so many times, like the only one that I knew would remember me from one time to the next was Carmen Argenziano, who passed earlier this year, which was incredibly upsetting to me because I had handled him at a convention So I knew that he would, but I'm, I'm never remembered. Like no one ever remembers me. They all remember Carrie because she's six foot tall, freaking supermodel, gorgeous, blonde, right? And wrong. I'm always the schlub behind it. No, I'm not wrong. Well, she is no, gorgeous. no, you're, you're right about this. You're wrong where you're going
1: with this is is what I'm, yeah.
2: But this is, this is 15 years of history. This is, I, no one ever remembers me. They always remember Carrie. And I'm sometimes remembered as that girl who's with Carrie. I'm never remembered for me. And even if I am, it's like, oh, I've seen you before. It's not, oh, I know you. And then say my name and for it to come from, Oh God, I'm going to start crying for it to come from him of all people.
1: It's pretty amazing.
2: It, never in a million years. Never. I'm the celebrities are supposed to forget their fans because they see 10,000 people on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. But you're, you're not like these other fans. You create beautiful posters that everyone can save for themselves you know digitally or what have you and they can sit there and admire it i create an audio content where you can't do that you can only listen and then you forget everything that you just heard the next day
2: oh no one forgets no one forgets what they hear from you
1: well some things but 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 the point
2: imagine, is imagine imagine though from 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 my perspective what this what this was this is my idol for 30 years imagine right. michael j fox knowing your name peter
1: oh no no i i i totally get it,
2: <laughs> it it's just like fuck what the
0: hell <laughs> yeah
1: no I, um, I i totally get it um but the, yeah the you know but but the the work that you do the the hours that you put in for that stuff to constantly getting reshared, stolen and shared you know, that you have thousands of people who have seen this stuff. You know, I have hundreds that listen to a podcast. You know, it's it's, it's just different mediums. Um, so that's my thing. Like, if, if anyone recognizes my voice or even my face, that's kind of like, wait, how? Why? What? Uh, but well, again, I, I, you the, look I'm like the same your way. Profile Like picture.
2: I I can understand people remembering the poster, but not necessarily the name at the bottom of it. You know, they're not supposed to remember the name at the bottom of it.
1: I'm... well if they admire it enough I would imagine they would but uh my interaction's not as great as yours because I had to remind them my name but that's neither here nor there uh as you said mr Martin Cove we uh, him and I we got to talk about movies as as we as we do you know our yes. whole second interaction uh, about movies again uh talked yes. about you know his um his role in Once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, and then you know I got to talk with Billy uh, told him about you know like, hey yeah, I'm the guy with the podcast and then he's all like, hey, hey, this is the guy with the podcast And I'm like, yeah, you know, and then I showed him uh, a photo. I go, I was in Johnny's apartment yesterday <laughs> you know, and he started flipping through some of those um got got a quick selfie and that was pretty much over with. But when I saw Ralph, he was by himself at that point. So I actually had to come back to see Billy and, and Martin, Marty. God, it's weird for me to call him Marty because I don't know him like that. But with Ralph, I actually, when I went to go see him, I was with uh, Aaron Bradley Danger, who played Counselor Blatt. You know, her and I, I went to go find her and uh, we came up together. And so, he, you know, she talked to him a little bit and then I talked to him um and i said you know this is who i am I, I i do the podcast he goes i i i know exactly who you are and like he could probably say that to a bunch of different people but it was something about that that i was all like maybe he does like i you know that i do interviews with you know some of the cast members and such i really enjoyed that interaction with him because i uh, i too showed him the the photos from the previous day uh at the studio and I said, look, I was inside the LaRusso home. And then, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I showed him the picture of me and Yuji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I showed him that, and he zoomed in on Yuji's face. And he's like, I have not seen this guy since Pat passed away. Oh. Yeah, and um, so that was cool to to share that with him, that like, hey, you know, I'm... I'm out here doing these things. I, you know, I I went to go meet Yuji Okamoto in Seattle. And so it it was nice, you know. I don't think there was like a like a huge line because um I think it was chaotic in there and the way it was set up. I don't even know how I was able to spend as much time as I did with Ralph, but um so I got a my picture and autograph with him. But yeah, just hanging out with the moms at Dragon Con and uh that that was a lot of fun, but then the important part, you got, you know, so you did your thing at DragonCon because you got there a little bit later, mm-hmm. and...
2: And I'm getting texts from Amy every five minutes, where the hell are you? Why aren't you here yet?
1: We were what wondering are you doing? where the hell were you. Absolutely. Um And you're walking around, and sometimes your phone is in your bag, and uh yes. so you're not getting all the notifications.
2: At the time, my phone was in my bag.
1: Yes, yes, it was. <clears throat> uh But... We had the meetup. The meetup was at 3. Um, everybody was getting ready for that. We got to uh, Gibney's is where it was being held, which is kind of, you know, diagonal from Dragon Con. And it was... Under was the Hard a, Rock Cafe. Oh, I didn't even know that. But uh, <laughs> I didn't. But uh, it was it was a great turnout. Um, Austin Rains showed it was. up. You know, uh, Asher Sheets was there. You know, their mom's obviously... Uh, So we had uh, Owen Morgan, uh, Nate O, Um, we had uh, uh, Craig, who was also uh, one of the Cobras in both seasons. Dieter. Played Dieter, thank you. Uh, We had Broham, you know, I... (laughs) Yes,
2: Broham Guy who absolutely breaks my heart. I, I, I have to hate him because he hurt Johnny.
1: Yeah, college guy, I my apologies. I did not have his name with me at the but but he's credited as college guy. Uh he was invited uh, by I, I'm not sure who invited him, but I was introduced to him and got to talk with him a little bit.
2: Right, he was on the live feed.
1: Yeah, he was in the live feed. Um uh, we have Matt Lewis, uh, you know, who played Ron, president who of the I community. I adore. Yeah. He was. Oh my God. He was as casual. D- casually dressed as you can get. That man had shorts on and a baseball cap. You, <laughs> it's
2: you, Atlanta in August. I, I, I mean, actually, it was, was it September by then? No, it was still it was still August. I thought it he was going to wear
1: his suit. Like, I thought he was going to come method acting, right? You know, I thought he was going to do that whole thing. But yeah, you know that's fine. Come Screw guys that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Atlanta in August. You're wearing shorts.
1: I mean, <laughs> Broham was in a Spider-Man costume. You know, so he was there for Dragon Con and you know caught whiff of the uh, the meetup. There was a pretty good uh, showing for, like, fans of the show. You know, there was a group of Cobra, Kai, uh, Cobra Kai's uh, dressed in their geese uh, that was there. Uh, shout out to Mark, um, who is a member of the group. I think he's going to be a newer listener. Um Our listener slash member, uh, Ruth Lucy, she is apparently friends with him because I talked to him. And he was like, oh, my friend, she told me about the pod. Um, in, in the group and this meetup. And then I found out it was her. And I'm like, Oh, I, I talked to her on Instagram and Twitter. She's in our group. So that was crazy. Who, who else there was there? We also had, uh, uh, Gabe Bowles also Gabe showed up there? with his family. Jeff. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, JCap, aka Cruz uh, showed up as well.
2: Uh, uh, Gianni, how the hell are you forgetting Gianni?
1: Gianni came in the clutch at the last second there. Uh, now I don't think you witnessed this. But when he showed up, we, we locked eyes and it was kind of like slow mo. We, you know, we're running across the fields, open arms to each other. (laughs) So we go, or at least I go running towards him. And right before we hug, I was in my mind, I was like, are we going to be trying to be funny? Or are we going to like j- try to jump up and hug each other? Or are we going to do like a, a chest bump? Like I, I didn't know what we were doing, but instead we went for like a big bear hug and we were both just, just like jumping up and down and, you know, rotating in <laughs> a circular motion.
2: I wish I had been there to see that. Yeah. I was not.
1: Yeah. So that, oh, man, that that was a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, yeah, I get to meet all the moms, hugged all the moms, uh, you know, I spoke to Gianni's mom and uh you know, I, I love her. I love all the moms equally, you know, before any of the moms ask me. Uh, I do love all the moms equally. Uh, Connor, who was not there, you know, Mandy's son, uh, you know, his sister w- w- was there and stuff like that. So it, it, it was a, a great turnout. I, I just, I, I don't want to forget anybody else. Um, you know, that was able to make it. Now she didn't make it to the meetup, but she still came at the tail end, but Rose Bianco. AKA Yaya, she yes. made it as well. Oh my God. That was a huge surprise because the previous day she messaged me and said that she was going to try to make it. And, um, you know, I was so busy running around like with my head cut off, you know, trying to talk to everybody, you know, as I'm, you know, being the host of this meetup here. And I'm not even checking my phone, but at some point I, well, I had to leave the meetup because I had my photo op, you know, with the guys and I came back and on my way back, I was just checking my phone as I'm walking back to the meetup and I saw, well, maybe this was on the way to the photo op, but I saw that I had missed some messages from Rose and she, she said, I was down there. We couldn't find the place. I'm sorry. Things of that nature. And then I messaged back, oh, you know, hey, a bunch of us are still there. If you are able to come back, I totally understand though. And she came back. She she actually came back, made it real brief. I got a big bear hug from her. One of the sweetest people you'll ever meet.
2: Right. And I was late. I got there about four. I actually, you were leaving for your photo op. I ran into you in the middle of the street. <laughs> literally um, crossing. <laughs> I, yeah, literally crossing one way. Um You were going back to the Marriott and I was going to Gibney's and i walked in and i was wandering around looking kind of lost cuz i was like i'm looking for literally the shortest person that i know is there who is also the shortest person who is there who is amy who is very difficult to find in a room full of people because she's pocket-sized person and really you just want to stick amy in your pocket and take her home with you i get that i i i I want to do that every time I meet her. It's like, I just want to take you home with me. You're so cute. And I I walk in and I'm just kind of wandering around and someone, a a younger kid, you know, and I'm like, uh, whatever. And he looks at me. He's like, oh, are you here for the Cobra Kai meetup? They're back there. And it turned out that that was Asher, who I did not recognize because his hair is completely different than he (laughs) was.
1: That's right. It was. Yeah.
2: So Asher is the one who, who greeted me and sent me back. Everyone was still there, except I think college guy was gone Um, by the time I got there. And um I went, I sat down and the first person that I met was Mandy, followed quickly by Sarah. I adore them both. Connor was not there. He was at work, I believe, that day. Right. So um, you met Hannah, Mandy, right? Nate's mom. Yes, I met Hannah. Hannah. Sarah brought Owen over and I met him and I talked to him and I met his sister. Lila was sitting at the table with us. That's right. Um, And we talked about stranger things because Owen is like, I guess doesn't like the spotlight, but then he ends up like right in the middle of shots on stranger things. And it's like, well, (laughs) kid, if you're not looking for the spotlight, the spotlight is looking for you. Yeah. And that boy is going to be somebody huge. Just a, the camera loves him. He's so cute. He's so cute. And I, I did not get to meet, um, Cindy, Knowles or Gabe. They, they were there when I got there, but they were left. They, they had left before I got up and got around to meeting everyone, which really bothers me because of all the moms, the one I talk to the most is Cindy because we've got kids roughly the same age. So we talk mom stuff on Facebook all the time. Um, like we just had a conversation today about football and band. Oh, you funny. know, it, it's just like moms bonding over mom stuff, you know, so I was I was very upset that I didn't get to meet Cindy. And I got up and I I walked over toward where Matt was and he turned around. And again, it was didn't even really need to introduce myself. It's like he just knew who I was. And he Matt Lewis gives the biggest, best bear hugs ever. And like instantly because Matt and I talk all the time to on Twitter about politics and current events and, and we just align very well. Like our opinions are, are very similar. So we get along very well. So I felt like I already knew him. So this is like hugging a long lost friend, kind of like when you popped up from behind the dude you were hiding behind at the airport.
0: Oh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah
2: <I got> <laughs> um, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Amy's like, Peter's right there. And I turn around like, where? I don't see a Peter. I just see like all these random people and then from up behind him, like, hey, but I and then I talked to Matt and I talked to Cobra K guy, John, all right? who is also awesome. And then I got to talk to Aaron and I talked to Aaron for a long
1: time. She was one of the last ones still there. Her and Jeff. Yes. Yeah.
2: She and Jeff were the last two there. Talked to Jeff and like exchanged ideas on Cruise, which I wasn't going to tell him to his face that the reason that I see Cruz completely differently than he does is because I'm writing a story where Cruz is the bad guy. But <laughs> um but it's just it it's it's amazing to meet all these people that I've been following on Facebook and Twitter and have been interacting with and like feeling like they're friends or at least acquaintances, you know, for all these months and then all of a sudden here we are all together. And then Amy had to leave because she had a a panel that she was going to. So she had left and I was headed back to the Marriott to find you and passed you again in the street in almost the exact same place. And you're like, hey, Yaya's coming. And it's like "Ah," uh, 180 and I'm just (laughs) following you back up to the the bar. And then we get up there and, and Rose is standing in front of it with all the moms and the kids. And she gives... Better hugs than Matt does. Yeah, she really does. She's hey. so awesome. She's just like instantly, you fall in love with her the minute you meet her.
1: You really do. You really do.
2: I adore her, and I'm so glad that so many of them were able to come out and meet us like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It uh, nobody felt like a stranger. Yeah, um, I, I think it was actually Hannah that even mentioned like, I feel like you know, like we we we, we know you already. That I wasn't just a stranger. Like, uh, I, I think we were all very comfortable and, you know, all very friendly and cordial. Again, I, I got to hug all the moms. Um, I was not connected with Austin's mom via social media until afterwards. So I met her in person for mm-hmm. the very first time. I, I didn't even know her name. So I, so I met her at the meetup. So shout out to Sam if she ever checks this out. Um, That's kind of the one thing, like, I wish that I could have spent a little bit more time with the moms. Unfortunately, my photo op, it got moved from like 11 in the morning. So if I had not had to leave for the photo op, I could have had at least, I don't know, a half hour, another 45 minutes there, you know, with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did get to spend a pretty good amount of time with the boys, I would say. You know, they were playing pool as cobras do.
2: Right. You know, um, so
1: we had the, the younger Cobras playing pool this time around.
2: The, the the Cobra Kai moms are all phenomenal. They are. They're all amazing. The boys, and I'm going to say the boys just because it was only the boys that were there. There are girls in Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do both. I don't want to sound like I'm being sexist, but there were only boys at the, at the meetup. Um, and the boys are all so sweet and I am a mom you know and I have kids ranging in age from 17 to 30 so all of all of my kids are the same age as these kids me too and I'm very much I relate to them as a mother and it's like oh my god Nate is so adorable and Gabe is so sweet and um I, I look at Lila and I listen to You know, Sarah talking about her and it's like, oh, my God, I was her when I was 15 years old. You know, it's just it's it's awesome. It's just like this group of parents got together to talk about and meet their kids.
1: Yeah, it it was very much like that. I mean, I felt kind of like, I don't know, maybe like an uncle. You know, I I can't I can't say I felt paternal to them because I felt like I was trying to be that cool uncle, talk to all of them, get to know them a little bit better uh, and tried to mingle with everybody at the same time. Uh, we took a group photo. We took one, um, you know, doing the snake do. We took one looking badass. We took one smiling. Um, I did do a live stream for our group, which I did share on our main Facebook group as well, or Facebook page as well. And that's about four and a half minutes. So you get to get a pretty good glimpse of what went on, and you got to see all the faces of, um, you know, the uh, the people from the show. So, very recognizable. So, yep, Gianni was there. Um, obviously, he got in the video a little bit there. But, um, one of my favorite things that I, uh, I got to do was I did some, some videos with, with some, some of the boys. Again, follow us on the social medias to see them. But I did one video where I was just walking the streets of, you know, downtown Atlanta where I get, you know, uh, bumped by two, kids who end up being Bert and Nate and you know they're trying to like throw punches make me flinch kind of thing and I'm like oh yeah I got you guys on camera what are you gonna do now you know at the uh story <laughs> off
2: that was so awesome and and you um right after that you know the the moms all wanted photos to prove that I was there yeah so your hair um, made an appearance sure <laughs> my hair is draped across just just my hair you know draped across Owen's shoulder it's like well there's and then afterwards, you know, I, I I get out um and get back on Facebook and someone had suggested just like my hand or my hair or something in photos with the kids. And I don't even remember who it was that suggested it. And then we ended up doing it.
1: Oh, that's funny. And
2: yeah, I thought that was I thought that was funny. And then as far as uh, people who were not at the meet and greet that ended up. Being at Dragon Con, uh, Cameron Marcellus, who plays Frank, mm-hmm. uh, we saw him in line for the, oh. uh, and or for the, the panel the next day. Oh, the next um, day. Okay. Yeah, on he, Sunday. That's
1: right. I, I, I saw on his account, I go, oh man, he, he made it to Sunday, but not Saturday. Yeah, because I did see yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Cameron was there. Uh, Connor was there with Mandy the next, Mandy day, the next well. day. Right. Um, it was, it was pretty awesome, you know, and, and Owen at one point walked by with a bunch of friends of his, but he was in costume. So, you know, we just, he, he walked by and, and we didn't, you know, like shout out his name or anything because obviously he's there as a 16 year old kid with his friends at Dragon Con to hang out and nerd out. And uh, since that's what we were there to do, we're going to, you know, he gets the same opportunity as a 16 year old kid. And <laughs> It was amazing to me how many people were there for Cobra Kai things who could end up standing in line or sitting at the panel right next to Bert or Nathaniel or Frank and or, or Kev and not realize that that's who they were. Which, first of all, kudos if you did realize that you were sitting next to these boys and you didn't swamp them because they're just children and kudos to you for letting them be children. But on the other hand, if you're a Cobra Kai fan and you were sitting next to these children and you didn't realize that's who they were, shame on you.
1: Well, they're just casual fans.
2: There you go. Casual fans don't recognize. Because Bert is a god. I mean, we all agree on this, right?
1: hmm
2: Bert, Bert is, is definitely
1: one of my favorite characters. Absolutely.
2: I adore him so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it was... Let me see. Um... So Gianni had to leave and I, the, the one thing I definitely wanted to get done, cause I had all types of ideas for, you know, fun and funny videos. The one that I definitely wanted to do and I got to do was reenact the, um, you know, uh, Dimitri and Hawk FaceTiming after oh, the God. stitches or snitches get stitches. And so we redid that with a spin on it with me video bombing him basically from behind.
2: Starring as the Asian guy behind Dimitri. That's correct.
1: And uh, so, you know, we we didn't talk about the lines. We just said, this is what we're going to do and just roll with it. And I think, uh, I think it worked and a lot of people enjoyed it.
2: You are one of those people, though, that like after conventions, there are certain photo ops that people pose and you're like, oh, my God, that is like the most perfect pose. Like um, Alicia, who is... I believe in the group. I know I we a bunch of us follow her on Twitter and things. Mm-hmm. She has the best photo op, right? Billy has his hands hooked in his pockets and he's just smiling at her and she's got her hands on her face like, oh my God, it's you. Right? And that is like the most perfect photo. I would never think of that. My photo ops from Chicago, which I fully admit have been sitting face down on my bedside table since I got back from Chicago because they're awful. My husband's never even seen them. I am the most awkward person. In photos. Just horrible, which is probably why I hate them. And I admire people who come in with a plan and a thought. And you had that for every photo, every video. It's just like everything is is pitch perfect and filmed perfectly. And I love that.
1: Thank you. You had
2: like the most perfect documentable time.
1: I... And that was that was the idea, you know, I mean, my flight was five hours, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, so I had a lot of time to think. Uh, th- another video that I wanted to do, which ended up being in the live stream, was, again, I was going to be vlogging and then bump into Ron, the president of the All-Valley Tournament Committee. And he's going to be like, I thought we banned the companions, but Matt and I, we, we were able to work that into the live stream impromptu. You know, so
2: that whole letting the cobra kai's back into the all valley that may have been a bad idea. <laughs> yeah,
1: so that that was all impromptu. I didn't cue him up. I I and I think he picked up exactly what I was doing. I mean, when I said, you know, I'm sorry, I'm here, even though you banned the the companions, you know, and and he went with it. So, right. And the other one, uh the one that I did not get to do, but it was discussed, but, you know, the media, the meetup was coming up, uh, but I still got a regular video with her, but Erin Bradley Danger. I was going to be vlogging, and then off-camera was going to be Counselor Blatt. There you are, always on your phone, or something to that effect. And then I was I was going to say, Counselor Blad, what are you doing here? So I was just trying to look for ways to put myself in the show as well with these characters yeah that's pretty much it. so like the the one that I have yet to do is the one in the Miyagi do, you know uh as Nate
2: every fan's dream to walk into the show right
1: exactly and and this this wasn't planned, obviously, I just found the opportunity, and I asked Hayden if I can film myself doing this, the stingray you know Raymond uh doing the ropes you know in the in the training room
2: right and and through you. Thousands of people now get to live vicariously, and they get to walk into the show.
1: Yeah, there. I didn't even think about it that way. So thank thanks to those that uh, you know commented, and and uh, you know I, a lot of people saying thanks for sharing the photos and stuff. And you know, uh, I just want to thank the big three for it. again allowing us to even um, show up and give us a tour. But um, a lot of fun. So that was pretty much. Well, no, we had the uh, aquarium. So we get to the aquarium. Well, luckily, we didn't miss anything because I, I think it, the doors opened up at seven, but the actual costume contest didn't start until a little bit after eight.
2: Right, it had not actually started yet.
1: Right, the costume contest did not. But um you know, so but according to Amy, we didn't miss anything, and she was up in the VIP. You know, right? Doing She's all hoity. I'm gonna leave those two out there and get my free drink. Whatever the hell goes on up there, anyway.
2: Free booze and food. She was up there with the free booze and food. We were were at the bottom where we couldn't even buy a damn Red Bull.
1: At the bottom, got separated again. (laughs) Anyway. I was hoping there was going to be more of a show up in terms of like some of the people we had seen at the meetup. It sounds like Austin and Asher were at least there, but we were unable to hook up and they actually ended up going back to Comic-Con at some point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as we were kind of just, you know, meandering around and they start playing music, you know, getting ready for the costume contest. At one point they played You're the Best. And we're like, yes,
2: they did
1: and i'm over here like okay it's about to get started so i got right. my camera on it's about i don't know how long into the song and nobody's on stage and i'm like god damn it you know they're just teasing us at this point so i stopped recording
2: right and um they had they had, they they had played hooked on a feeling which they played the ugachaka version so um we're all rocking to bj thomas which if you had told me 25 years ago 25 years ago when I'm an AM radio DJ and I'm playing freaking um, BJ Thomas on a daily basis, you tell me that I'm going to be absolutely enjoying the hell out of myself rocking out to that song 30 years later. I'm not going to believe you (laughs) because I hated that song.
1: You just reminded me. So when we first walked in, we both went to the bar and I think I I, I just had a regular Coke.
2: Yeah, so did I because they didn't have any Red Bull. They had no energy drinks. And I I asked if they had Monster, and he said no. And I was like, Well, do you have Red Bull? And he said no. And I said, How are you going to make Jaeger bombs? And he said, It's not a problem. We don't have Jaeger either. Oh, wow. Well, what kind of bar are you? Because if I want to get, you know, drunk and stay up all night to get drunk again, what am I going to do except Jaeger bomb? Now, here is my big admission because, you know, you heard me and Carrie talk at C2E2 about how vodka played this huge part in the entire weekend at c2e2 i went this entire weekend completely sober
1: yeah i was very surprised by that
2: which is probably part of the reason why i still hurt so badly a week later oh or maybe not maybe if i'd gotten drunk i'd be in even worse pain yeah um because i'm old (laughs) and the older you get the less able you are to get drunk on a whim
1: you keep saying all these things, but you were acting like you were young because when we walked up to the bar before we started ordering drinks, you were grooving to the music.
2: Oh, uh, we're not going to talk about what I, yeah, I, I, I dance.
1: Okay. So the, big I three, suck at it, or, but I do it. I, let, <laughs> let me take that back. The other three, the OG three, they come on stage and they're emceeing this, um, you know, costume contest. Martin Cove starts doing like this whole, uh, Quasimodo thing on stage.
2: I don't know what it was, but it was so funny. And I taped the whole thing. Um, there was for a couple of hours in existence a video of literally every moment that the, that our, that our boys were there. Um, I was taping them backstage. Uh, and then they got on and Amy and I were right next to the speaker and there were some hot mic moments that were hilarious
0: <laughs>
2: that I don't know that anybody else in the aquarium heard, but <laughs> the people right next to the speakers definitely did. And it was just it was ridiculously entertaining. And the costumes were so beautiful. Uh, just the the amount of effort and energy. My personal favorite was Falcor.
1: That was a pretty good one, e- even Which, for me. Not growing up with that movie, I could appreciate that.
2: I cannot believe you've never seen the Never Ending Story. I seriously, I <laughs> I need to disown you over this.
1: Well, I think because... you and Amy said that we can't be friends again until I watched. Yeah, that. oh yeah,
2: shut up, Siri. Um, yeah, we can we could not be friends anymore until you watch the Never Ending Story. Fair enough. Until until you look at the. Atreyu Artax cosplay and understand why that hurts the way it does. I cannot be your friend. Okay. I just can't.
1: But at least still be nice to me as a friend of me.
2: Right. I will absolutely be.
1: What? Siri, we're recording a podcast. I'm leaving this in.
2: Shut up, Siri.
1: (laughs) All right. So at the end, you know, when they announced the winner, it was probably one of my favorite moments. Mind you, uh, a bunch of the, you know, improv going on stage with, you know, everyone's uh, uh turn at introducing a contestant. But when they introduced the winner, they're playing, you know, T-Pain's, you know, All I Do Is Win, you know, DJ Khaled and all these things. And the guys are up there singing along and dancing along. They were headbanging! the best time of their life.
2: They were headbanging. They were singing together. This is... It just, I was like, Oh my God, this is real reality. And
1: are, are we going to mention how Marty skipped around in circles and said, uh, we win, we win.
2: We oh. have to mention that because okay. it's on video <laughs> and yeah. Amy has already posted it. And I feel the absolute need to mention that this entire moment is ever much sweeter because Ralph had his glasses on and. I never in my life imagined I would be blessed enough to see him wear them. I got a thing for guys in glasses. <sighs> Sorry.
1: Fangirl that moment. That was a thing. You know, I... Got I, there. You know, again, you you and I, you, me and you two were not anywhere near each other. However, mm. I was behind... No, I was
2: looking for you everywhere. We like lost you to the bathroom and then we couldn't find you again.
1: yeah. Uh, but I was behind two women who were pretty much feeling the same way you were because they were taking pictures of Ralph. One had one of those really nice cameras, and she zoomed in on that and showed her, her friend. So I, I got to see two other women kind of geek out over that. So I totally get it. I, I get it. On
2: the off chance that Ralph is listening, please shut it off right this second. Skip forward about 30 seconds. Ralph Macchio is too goddamn hot to wear glasses. I'm just going to say it. No one that hot should wear glasses. Ever. Because it just makes them a thousand times hotter. Okay. You can turn it back on now, Ralph.
1: Okay. Um and so that pretty much wraps up the uh the aquarium, you know, because after they were gone, that was pretty much it.
2: I went outside to smoke because go figure Bree needed a few cigarettes after the <laughs> rampant male hotness on stage.
1: Right. Plus, it was
2: really freaking hot and I wasn't drinking. So,
1: um... It was a really long day. I had just a few hours of sleep. And then, again, I hadn't yet adjusted to the East Coast time. So, I, again, did not go to bed till 3 a.m. But how could I, going over all the content that I had, you know, taken pictures of that day, videos that I had taken. But also, I had to leave the next morning. (laughs)
2: There was that. And outside the, outside the aquarium, we learned. Now, me being from Illinois, bugs are not a big thing to me because Illinois is rampant with bugs, especially at night. Uh, Amy being from Atlanta, palmetto bugs specifically, not a big deal. The palmetto bugs in Atlanta at the aquarium are enormous. Peter doesn't like bugs. Yeah. Peter was knocking bugs and screaming like a three-year-old.
1: I don't know about all that. You know, maybe that first part is true.
2: Oh, my God, there's a bug on your leg. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, it wasn't very well lit. I saw movement. You, you don't know what it could have been. It was a palmetto bug. I still don't know what that is. You know, I don't know what that means. And...
2: Uh, they're just, they, they look like roaches, but they're not roaches. They're just, they're really big you know yes, and just they were hanging out looking for other bugs to hang out with and eat
1: one tried talking to me that's how scary that was okay
2: and he was a, he was a particularly large one it was and then we were we were scrolling back through the video i watched the head banging multiple times i may have watched the glasses being adjusted multiple times and that would turn out to be the last time i saw my phone
1: Yeah, you did lose it the next morning. Um, No, I
2: lost it that night. Was it that Um, night? It was that night. I remember having it in my hand at the aquarium. Yes. I am almost positive that I put it in my bag before we stood up to leave. But I started out Sunday morning, $1,000 in the hole and no phone and all of my photos and videos gone
1: yeah I'm so sorry about all that it's, it's those not your are fault. i I know it's not my fault, but you know you, you're you're not gonna be able to get those back, and we haven't even gotten to you know your next day because that's pretty much the end of my trip
2: yeah um, and next day started out with finding out that the ballroom that we were going to for the q and a had a fire the night before
1: <laughs> Wow
2: um the Allie and a j concert at the Sheraton. Friday night, had a speaker fire, which also inspired the hands-down best cosplay of the entire weekend. Someone was walking around the Weston the next day dressed as a burning speaker.
0: Oh, wow. That's funny.
2: Her cosplay, absolutely. I mean, she she had to literally make it that night, and it was the absolute best because Ali and AJ had moved. Uh, instead of finishing the concert at the Sheraton, they had moved and actually done a QA and a at the Weston. And this person had shown up at the Weston as a burning speaker.
1: (laughs) It's pretty funny.
2: So yeah. So first of all, we find out that the, the place that the, that the panel is going to be, you know, had had a fire the night before. So we get in line. We get there. Uh, we had seen Connor, Kev and his dad show up. Mandy was already in line. Sarah and Owen. And, you know, the, the, all of the, the Cobra Kai moms and the Cobra Kai kids were all right there. So we're, we're, we're in line for the panel and it's great. And I'm like, not really getting the full Dragon Con experience. Right. And the people that we were in line next to gave us some Dragon Con swag. So we get in there at the panel. We, the, the way they were filling the room up, Amy and I were like six or seven rows back in the middle and she's, really short. I think we've mentioned this a couple times. Amy is pocket sized human. And she's like, can we please sit, you know, up front over there? And the guy is like, no, nah, well, we fill the, you know, we fill the room up this way and blah, blah, blah. And those aren't really good seats and you won't be able to see anything. And she's like, I'm short. I won't be able to see anything from where I am. Can we please go up there? Um, and he wouldn't let us go up until after the room, everybody was in the room and then he let us move and everybody could sit wherever they wanted. So we ended up like directly across the aisle from Sarah and Morgan and or Sarah and Owen and and Connor and all them. They were, you know, right directly across from us. At this point, I'm existing on my iPad only. And then toward the end, like a like little over halfway through the panel, uh the moderator is like, well, Ralph has to go because he had had a photo op scheduled for five, but he had to leave to get on an airplane at three thirty. So they had moved all the photo ops with Ralph up. And for some reason, they scheduled the individual photo op to overlap the panel. So Ralph left and I look at Amy and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going to freaking go. And she was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm going to go freaking get a photo op with Ralph. I don't even care. Right. Yeah. The ones in Chicago were awful. Yeah. Photo ops in general are terrible. I'm going to go anyway. So I get up and I leave the panel and I walk all the way over to the Marriott and I have no clue where I'm going. So I start asking people, where are the photo ops? And I ask six different people. I got six different answers. I ended up at one point on the fourth floor of the Marriott, not realizing photo ops were literally straight to the left as soon as you walked in the door. So I finally get back down where I'm supposed to be. It's been like 20 minutes um, and I get in line behind the slowest person ever and i finally get up to the front of the line and just as i say are you st-? i i hadn't even finished the sentence yet right i said are you still and i hear over the loudspeaker last call for ralph macchio and i looked at her and i said you're not selling them anymore right and she said yeah the computer just locked them out
0: mm.
2: okay so there went that fit of bravery out the window <laughs> And then the rest of the day went really well.
0: Oh, I had considered. brought.
2: Right. I, yeah. I had I had brought the individual Team Miyagi-Do and Team Cobra, Team Cobra Kai posters that I had made. Um, and then the one that I had made specifically because of things that Billy and Ralph had said in Chicago. I had made one of Daniel and Johnny right after I got back from C2E2. And it was because of things that they had both said. About their characters. So this one was a a big deal to me. That this be signed while they were both there. Because like when I had been there Saturday. Billy wasn't there. And I had to wait for him to get back. So I didn't want Ralph to sign it until Billy was there. And you know all of this. So these. I had those three. And then I also had one that I had made. Specifically to be signed. At Dragon Con. Which was a combination of the two team posters the only people who had seen it before ralph and billy were you and amy uh when i had shown you guys thursday night cuz i literally finished it thursday night to run out and have it printed and this one was like super super important to me i was n- i was never going to release it public i was i was never going to post it this was going to be just me i was being incredibly selfish with this poster <laughs> Um, I wanted to be the only person who had it because most of my posters and none of my posters that I do, am I the only one that has them, right? Mm-hmm. And this one, I wanted to be the only one. So I had them sign it. And while Ralph is signing it, his manager, Anthony, because Amy had literally backed me into corners, multiple corners, but it turned out to be okay. Because then I got a selfie with Billy and Ralph, which one of them I don't totally hate. Uh, My phone, like the last time I called my phone was Monday morning right before I got on the plane. And it went straight to voicemail and it was still my voicemail. But at that point, the battery was dead. So my phone is dead. It's gone. Out of everything that happened, it was like I, 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 I said on Twitter at one point, I said, I don't know whether this was the shittiest amazing weekend I've ever had or the most amazing shitty one. <laughs> um All the feels. Because I have all these wonderful memories and, you know, it, it, but it, it, it's true. I mean, I, I have those photos that, that Anthony took of Ralph signing that poster. I can prove that that was real. I can prove that that existed. And I remember the way that Billy and Marty and Rick all reacted. I remember this. Nobody can ever take that away from me. That's all I got.
1: On that note, I don't even know <laughs> a good transition into this uh, because I just
2: made it really freaking turned. depressing, didn't I? Um, but it was awesome, and the boys are beautiful. That's yes. the point of the, that's the point of the whole show. The boys are beautiful, and they're sweet and wonderful and amazing and if you ever get a chance to go to a convention where any of them are please go because the memories you will make are absolutely worth it
1: yeah and we had a great time you know if if it doesn't sound like it now we had a great time all things considered especially
2: oh yes absolutely had a fantastic time time of my life and i i even with everything that happened i wouldn't trade it for anything
1: oh yeah absolutely not um all right, so we did uh take to our group and to Twitter, you know, for some questions, you know, if anybody wanted to ask us and obviously we can't get to them all uh, and we'll do our best. So we'll just start with the group for a moment here. Uh Jonathan H asked, were the places you visited uh shot on sound stages or back lots? Maybe Pinewood Studios. I don't know what the studio was called. Um and yes.
2: <laughs> um Georgia, it's in Georgia. somewhere. Yeah. Georgia somewhere, I think. So um. <laughs> Hannah,
1: uh, Nate's mom, uh, she asks, who is your favorite mom? And a bunch of the moms went in and this is very flattering because I, I feel they're trying to fight to be the favorite mom, but um, I think Austin has it best because he says mom, uh, his mom is not in the group, but she says, you want to know who it is? It's Hannah, it's Sarah, it's Mandy, Cindy, Leah, Stacy." And so many more. When one of us is your favorite, we're all your favorite. This is Cobra Kai's mom dojo.
2: First of all, having met Austin, he is the sweetest, sweetest boy. And he absolutely sums it up because my answer to this question would be the one that lives in Georgia.
1: But there's moms that don't live in Georgia too, though.
2: Are there seriously? Crap. Okay. Well, Gianni's from Cali. Oh, okay. Okay. All of the moms are. All of the oh, moms. I, lo- I love her. I love Gianni's mom. So yeah. all of the moms are the best Cobra Kai moms.
1: All of the moms, you all work very hard. We got to witness firsthand how much you love your kids, the boys. And, um, you know, so you guys are our, all of our favorites. And Cobra it was just Kai
2: a, mom, Miyagi-Do mom, we love you all.
1: We love you all. And it was a blast hanging out with you all. Uh, so thanks for the question anyway, uh, Hannah. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, if you're in our group, check out the exchange because it, it is quite something. It, it goes on it really for a while. It really cool.
2: does.
1: <laughs> uh, Natty, she asked, what surprised you the most? Did you want to cry? Uh, I think we kind of touched on that. Um, you know, I think we both, well, you, you mentioned the school. Was that the surprise for you?
2: The biggest surprise was the way I felt when he opened the doors at the school. Yes, yeah.
1: Um, it, it's hard to narrow it down. It, it's really also hard to top Miyagi's house, you know, and that's probably what made me want to cry.
2: And, and I did that. That seeing the picture of Pat on the wall. I mean, I, I did say that. I I cried right. when I walked over to that picture. So yeah, I didn't just want to cry. I did.
1: Uh, Amy D, she asked, what were some of the conversations that popped, whether it was just a set that brought them up or just meeting everyone that came about? Uh, then any random juicy stories you got not on the podcast? Uh, how awesome all the hugs were, too. All the all the hugs were awesome. You know, the, yes. none of them felt awkward. Uh, no. Again, we all we felt we really felt like family. Uh You know, yes. I think people often forget that both you and I, we're just, we're fans of the show. You know, we're not connected to the show. We're not related to anybody. And so they were very accepting of us being there.
2: Yes. And uh, the, as far as the set goes, as far as the hugs go, like I said, Matt Lewis gives the most awesome, incredible bear hugs ever. A hugging Rose was like hugging my mother. It just, it felt very much like a family that we were automatically included in.
1: Yeah. Yep, I can't put and it, it was into amazing. Any, any, yeah, any better words than that? Uh, in terms of like conversations that popped, I mean, they were all very organic, you know. Conversations. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top specifically because we did talk to Hayden for quite a bit, you know, in the beginning and at the end um, of our tour. But uh, in terms of juicy, I don't know if they're juicy. Um,
2: well, the juicy stuff we can't really talk about
1: I don't know if there was anything juicy to be honest with you. We weren't shown no, anything that really. we could see, Nothing
2: know. nothing risqué or right. nothing like super crazy. Uh, do we know anything particularly spoilerish? No, please don't ask.
1: Right. <laughs> You're just going to have to wait and see.
2: And even if we did, we couldn't tell you. So, there's that.
1: Right. But we didn't I wouldn't see
2: anything. Tell you. Because that was the one thing that the moms kept saying, and that was like to me it, and it was after the after the fact it dawned on me how much they trusted us to let us go there at all
1: right absolutely and i
2: i I, I absolutely will do nothing to betray that
1: correct, so exactly. I'm not going to ruin anything that we have going on right now, um because I think what we got is good absolutely uh next uh question is from jen what part of the set did you love being at the most i i think we i think we said uh quite a bit of uh, the miyagi house there
2: mr miyagi's house yeah
1: um playing in the backyard literally uh yes. kiara <laughs> from italy uh Bongiorno, uh she wants to know everything and i think i think we gave you everything and then some
2: if you've made it three hours in you do know everything that happened yes, yes.
1: Rick, one time, you know my question. It'll never get answered, so you are correct. Uh, was the Super <laughs> Ford. Very true. Was the Ford, was the, Super, was deluxe the Ford Super
2: Deluxe on set? Yes, it was. You,
1: you answered that. Um, yes. and then, uh, Ruth Lucy, were were there fish in a pond slash pool? Was Bob as grumpy as he looks? Uh, who won at pool? which is the billiards game that the boys played, did collage. They
2: didn't play billiards. They played pool. Hello. What's, what's the difference? Billiards has weird bumpers in the middle. It's very bizarre. Oh, it's a, that's it's not a, like a billiard it, hall. Yeah.
1: It's just a pool hall.
2: It is in the United States. In the UK, billiards is an entirely different game, and it's got bumpers in the middle, and I don't even understand. It. I it. hustled pool for a living in college, so I know pool very well. But... um. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I literally, I really just said that I hustled pool for a living in college, um, uh, but I don't know how to play billiards at all.
1: Okay, uh, we don't recall any fish, uh, but Hayden did, did ask if we brought swimming gear. If <laughs> we brought, <you> know? <laughs> right? So we we um, didn't make it on. You, you know what? I don't know if I told you this, but I legit considered the distance between the ground to the uh the you know the balancing board, you know where they do the wheel technique. I considered mm-hmm. leaping onto that.
2: You did not tell me that, and I'm very okay. glad you didn't, because you probably would have splashed down.
1: Well, because I- again, not gave us three answers, and we don't know exactly like how you know uh, supported. <laughs> Which one it was, was real? Was. Exactly. Right? So I could have sank if I landed. I could have slipped you know, missed my mark and fell into the water. All types of things. But I Bashed literally your head on a rock, considered all, all types of things. You know, didn't want that and Anyway. Uh but um is it a koi pond? No. I mean, it looks like it from where Dimitri was standing, I'm sure.
2: Right, but there's no koi in that pond.
1: Right. Uh Bob was not as grumpy. We talked about that. Uh and who won at pool? I I don't know if the pool game ever ended.
2: The best pool games never end.
1: You know, um I know that Owen and Nate were solids at one point and uh I I don't know the outcome of the game uh, cuz we a lot of us we did a lot of talking as as you'd imagine. Uh, college right. guy, he did disappear. Yes, probably on Spider Man duties, um, because he was in the live feed video, but not. He was probably in the background of some photos, because um, I did see see him in some of the photos that were being shared. And right. she continues, "If you could have taken one piece of the sets home, what would have had been none? You know, even Ralph's if they car. offered <laughs> <laughs> drive it home to see you. Uh, no, I
2: totally yeah. would take Ralph's car home."
1: I, I mean, I would take a piece <laughs> of a, a pebble off of the ground in Miyagi's backyard. How about that? Yeah, you know, something that they wouldn't miss.
2: Right. The fan girl answer. If you could take anything home, I'm taking Ralph's car. Um, just because. Okay. <laughs> it's All right.
1: If, that if we want to go there, uh, let's see here. It would probably be something. You know what? I would take rule number one.
2: Oh yeah. You know what? Daniel has spares because they're still hanging in Robbie's bedroom.
1: So he wouldn't be missing it. Right. The next few come from... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no. Ruth Lucy had one more. After visiting yep. each dojo, did your alliance change or get stronger to the dojo you belong to? So no secret. I'm Team Miyagi-Do. Nothing changed. Uh, but I in the Cobra Kai dojo, not going to lie, there was a presence in there and I felt it. Um.
2: There is definitely a presence felt Mm -hmm. in the Cobra Kai Dojo. Love me some Johnny.
1: But I can't say I have an allegiance to one or the other, but, you know, I just, I feel like as a person, I would line up more uh, with the Miyagi-Do crew.
2: I am Miyagi-Do to my soul. I have been since 1984. Um, I did not think it was possible, but walking around that corner and seeing that photo of I, I want to say Pat because it was from, you know, the next Karate Kid.
0: It is, yes. But
2: it's still Mr. Miyagi. And, right. walk, and what I felt when I walked around and saw that photo made me actually love that man and that character more than I already did. So I'm probably stronger Miyagi-Do than I've ever been.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, Cass has a series of questions We'll answer them as we uh, ask them Because I don't want to read them all at once Uh, What's the difference in smell When comparing both dojos Um, I I, I wouldn't say there's any smell To be honest with you
2: Um, Well you know uh, uh, Cobra Kai smells like um, uh, uh, Sweaty teenager And socks And Mr. Miyagi's house Smells like rainbows And cinnamon I, I okay. not uh, All right. Well, I mean, no, no, um, no. I mean, they—they they both smell like places. They just smell like buildings. Yeah. You know. It, so no it, smell. No, no real smell.
1: No, all right. Does really. uh, CK? Dojo smell like Johnny? I don't know what Johnny <laughs> smells like. So.
2: Probably sweaty teenager and old socks.
1: Yeah. So does Miyagi Do smell like Daniel? If it's cinnamon and rainbows, sure. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, what does Johnny and Daniel smell like? I don't know because I didn't smell.
2: I did not sniff Ralph and Johnny I, or, or Ralph and Billy. Billy. I'm 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 strange like that. I guess I did. I don't sniff people. I guess that's kind of a strange, like most, I guess, fans sniff actors. I don't sniff people. It just strikes me as creepy. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they smell like. I really don't.
1: It is definitely creepy. Yeah. Uh, so, no, <laughs> I, I did not sniff. Uh, so, thanks, uh, Kaz and uh, the other uh, members of the group that asked those questions, um, including Hannah and her favorite mom question. Um, that was a good I, one. I see what you're trying to do there. You know, and, and she had a bunch of smirk emojis too, like she's all clever. Look at you. Uh, Right. And, and also, I can't, I can't even judge you guys by your hugs because everyone, all these moms gave such loving hugs. You know, they,
2: moms give amazing hugs. They really do. All moms give amazing hugs. It's just a law. Okay. We practice. We have to get certified to become a mom. You have to get certified in mom hugs. Absolutely. In
1: most states, I, I think that's a thing they just passed. Uh, so we have a few questions on Twitter. Uh, And let's see here. The first one comes from Jen at Sweep the Leg 84. What was it like meeting Janelle and Hito? Uh, It was amazing because that was not planned and unexpected. Yes, it was surprising. Very surprising. And just their energy. And it could have been like from the hours of training that they were literally glowing and just friendly and... Just very cool. And I wish that it could have been in a different situation where we could have sat down and maybe talked a little bit more and, you know, maybe get to know them on a little bit more of a personal level. But they they were amazing. Just a few minutes we got to spend with them.
2: They're also both freaking gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. throw that out there. Beautiful couple.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Um, And like, you does remind me of somebody I know personally. So it was almost like hanging out with just another homie for me. Honestly,
2: oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, like I don't even remember the things that I said, but I felt like he laughed a lot, you know, with me. He did. It, it, I I just might have been geeking out so hard that he just found it like funny. Uh, but he laughs very sim similarly to a friend of mine. So, um. The next one comes from, uh, Sarah Billimer. I hope, hopefully I said that right. She's got a few questions here. Uh, have you guys heard where they are filming the Daniel goes to Okinawa storyline? I heard of either Hawaii or actually Okinawa. Um, from what we understand, they still don't know.
2: Yeah, your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, just as
1: good as ours. Uh, The next question was, any idea if the Big Three writes all of the scripts between the three of them or if they employ other writers? Uh, They have a team of writers. They come up with the stories and then certain episodes are written by other people.
2: Exactly. Like Michael, who we met, who was working on Episode 9, who also wrote Pulpo, which makes him – Big Three, if you're listening, turn this off. The fact that he wrote Pulpo makes him my favorite writer. Okay, you can turn it back on now. <laughs> okay,
1: I, I, I'm over here doing that GIF, you know, like the little girl leaning backwards, like her hand on her chest, like, oh my, did you just say that, you know? Um, and they
2: write the pain. The big three write the painful episode. They did
1: and shot it. Um, Josh shot or filmed five and six on both seasons.
2: Right. Whereas Michael writes the ones that make me feel good that in then get trashed in the next episode.
1: So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? uh right. next one comes from your uh, your bestie switch 842
2: my bestest bestie your bestest in the world bestie,
1: your bff uh she asks what was the thing that surprised you most about the sets uh f- God, the, the sets themselves were surprising just the you know what how about this the attention to detail in every room we stepped our foot in
2: Right. And, I mean, uh, so many of these are real locations, too. Like, the LaRusso house is a real house. The school is a real school. And it just the feeling of walking into them and, and realizing that between the location and the set and the – just everything is so real.
1: Right. Yep. And that's the idea, right? That's That they want us to present – they want to present us something that comes off real on the show, and it looked like that in real life, IRL.
2: Right, which is why you can walk into a set of a place and go, oh, my God, this is a real place. You know, this yeah. is a real living room. This is the couch Daniel was sleeping on when Amanda was pissed off at him. And uh, this is the couch or the, the chair that Johnny was sitting in when he threw the the bottle of Jack at the TV or this is where Daniel was standing when Johnny kicked him through the TV. You know, it it, it just everything's so real yeah. and there and you're in it. Right. And it's just like the most amazing thing ever.
1: Crazy. Uh, but that's actually all of our questions. I, I honestly thought there was going to be a lot more, uh, especially based on like the comment count in the Facebook group. But it was the moms fighting on who was the favorite. <laughs> uh, right. Again, right. You got to check out the exchange. Uh, I think one of my favorite comments was when Mandy said that um, uh, Sarah is, is the favorite because she's a black belt.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, she's kind of got the th- she's kind of got the the um, credentials to back it up. Because if you say she's not her favorite, she can break you with her pinky. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep.
2: Um, but you wouldn't think it. And there actually was one, uh, Sarah Bilmer asked on mine if we had any idea if the bobblehead on Daniel's desk was actually Ralph's or John Hurwitz's, hmm. which uh, the way, the way I understood it, the, um, LaRusso auto is a different, like it's it's a, it's a It's a dealership, so they, you know, we, we couldn't get in there. It's a real place. It's a real car dealership. So we didn't actually see Daniel's office. I have no idea who that bobblehead belongs to. My guess, it's Ralph's.
1: Or we can wait until the next Q and A and somebody can ask, uh, John Hurwitz. Right. So, uh, that's it. Thanks for all the questions. Um, you know, like, like, Cindy is in our group, Gabe's mom. Um, her and I, uh, I can't say that we uh, talk often or anything. But when I met her, you know, and, and got to talk with her and, and hug her, it it was like we, we've talked forever, you know. And that's how it yeah. was with every single mom, even Austin's mom, who I met and just found out who she was for the very first time. Uh, all these people are very, very friendly.
2: Right. And Cindy is the one, like I said, that I regret the most not actually being able to meet because she's the one I talk to the most. Yeah. So, Cindy, if you're listening, I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you, but let's keep talking about mom things because it's awesome.
1: There we go. And, uh, so that wraps up. Hopefully, hopefully you made it uh, this far because, uh, you know, these, I don't know where else you're going to hear anybody else visit that, that aren't, you know, people that, uh, are part of the show themselves. I, I don't think there's anybody else walking around like on YouTube, you know, showing the sets and stuff. So if you want to check out, you know, the videos and the photos that we have, check out our uh, main Facebook page, join our group or follow us on the other social media platforms. Uh But Brianna, where can listeners follow you if they want to see some of the things that you have shared?
2: Um, well, understanding that there will not be any more forthcoming because I no longer have access to them. You can talk to me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram as Brianna25. Um, on Facebook, I am Brianna Davidson because Facebook, go figure, wants you to have a real name. So they made me use my last name. They wouldn't let me have my number. So I am Brianna Davidson on Facebook. Um, if you're interested in the videos that I talk about that I make, they are on YouTube, also Brianna25, and I pretend to be a writer because I want to be one when I grow up, <laughs> provided that ever happens, um, and they are on AO3 and fanfiction.net, both under Brianna25. And I think that's everything.
1: All right. Dan, for me, I host another podcast called Paul Stalgic, where we review mostly uh, retro movie reviews, but sometimes we'll do new releases as well. Um, you can find me on Paul Stalgic on Instagram and Twitter. But for us, you can find us on uh, Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod, on Instagram at Cobra Kai Podcast. We've mentioned the group. we mentioned the main Facebook uh, page as well. If you want to join the group and check out the uh, great exchange from the Cobra Kai moms on who should be favorite, uh, just go to Facebook and search com slash companion group. Spell out the word slash and period. Um, it's in the show notes. You can click from there or you can just copy and paste. But uh, I made it very simple. I know it's a mouthful, but... Just weaving out the extremely casual fans, the ones that are fighting out things that we all knew thirty-four, thirty-five years ago.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So if you don't get the reference, I'm sorry. Uh but yes, you sound you wanna say something?
2: I was gonna say also there is the Cobra Kai Companion Companion ah, on
1: Twitter now. Cobra Kai Podcast.
2: Yes. And it, it, it's basically in the, in the vein of the Star Trek companion novels, only we are a Twitter account. And we are like the supplemental, um, finding fan art and just posts from Cobra Kai fans doing tag diving on, on Twitter, um, and uh, Google alerts and things like this. Uh, Just general things of interest to Cobra Kai fans.
1: So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm running, you know, the main one, and uh, Amy and Brianna are doing the companion uh, companion.
2: Yes, which I totally stole the name and, and made the name without your approval because I was like, this is just a thing.
1: Hey, you know what? You guys are running it. You can do what you will. You know, it is ours. So... Um, if you
2: can make Breehive a thing without prior authorization, I can absolutely make the companion companion a thing yeah, without hey, authorization. Hey,
1: that is fair. That is fair. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening to our stories. And, oh, you know, what? one other thing that um, I, I want to put out, and I, I don't know how many people are still listening at this moment. But, <laughs> Three and a half hours later. Yeah. I think what's really amazing is – the amount of feedback that we were hearing from people, how they were just so happy for us to have been there. And again, we're just regular folk, you know, like we, uh, but it's, it's been an, uh, a positive, overwhelming amount of, oh, you know, that's awesome. You guys were there, you know? And um, I really wish that I can give the credit too, because I mean, we've talked to so many people, but somebody, I remember reading saying that you know couldn't think of anybody more deserving, uh, and I believe it might have been in our group um, that that said it. And and thank you for that. You know we really do work hard uh, at this podcast. So
2: and for myself to Hayden and to I will actually call him by his first name for the first time ever to John and to Josh. You guys have given me more than I could ever have hoped for. So. Thank you.
1: You pretty okay too.
0: Aww.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's gonna do it. Thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you next time.
2: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cortemp Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortemp Arts shows, visit cortemparts.com.